Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get into our talk. Talk Recorded live. Live. Okay. All right. Well, it's 710. Um, welcome, welcome back to Nakia's Open Book 2 Talk Radio Show, and I have over here my handsome comedian, sarcastic, um, uh, annoying brother. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm the good man, you did not say... Annoying, sarcastic. You did good with everything you start talking about. She talking about I'm horrible, y'all. That's what she's saying for real. She ready to say my horrible co-host. That's what she really meant. She calls me horrible. All that stuff. Anyway, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am her better half of the show. I take the comedian part because I do have your chocolate. <laughs> I do it every week. <laughs> yes, I am, I am. I'm a little bit under the weather, y'all. That's why, I'm, that's why she think I'm being sarcastic so well. You have to be a little something that you're not just to keep la- keep somebody laughing. So I'm going to do my best tonight to just get through this show. You know I got a bit of a sniffle, but I'm going to be all right, y'all. Y'all, 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 know, y'all know how I do it. I keep going. I keep pushing. Just like my just like my boys right now. We we on the losing end, but you know that's cool. They played against our second string folks. So you know folks up there in Boston, up there in New England. Don't don't get don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. Yeah, that's all I gotta say on that. Don't get too excited. Y'all ain't playing against the real the real Cowboys. Y'all playing against a, a, a second a second string team. But our defense, so we're, we're we're fighters for the end. That's just what we are. That's just what we do. We keep fighting no matter what what the cause is. We keep fighting. So, you know, ain't no big deal. But first and foremost, we start to show off. I want to I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for another blessed week, for another blessed Sunday that we able to come together and just share, share the love on this show. And just have fun, and I gotta give it to my my host here. We we had a blast the other the other night. Matter of fact, it was last night that she was a featured guest on um, I think Softy Spoken Show. She was a featured guest there, and she did an awesome job. I gotta give a I gotta go props to that. She really did an awesome job being the uh, featured guest on on the show. I don't remember the name of the show, so don't ask me, y'all. She knows and she'll tell y'all. But uh, she did great, and we it just it was just like how we is now on the show. We just just having fun and me being me. And uh, I don't know if I did a poem or not. That, that tells you how bad my my tail is right now. I don't remember if we did a poem. Did I do a poem last night? Yes, I you did. A, I yes, guess, you oh, did. Oh, I did. I was. I guess that's a no. So. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> to our, 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 our guests that are on the chatterbox, hey, welcome to the show. Appreciate y'all coming in, showing love, and I think I heard Fran was being in. So thank you. And if I'm not mistaken, I saw a post on our event page. She's going to be our featured special co-host, guest, whatever. I don't know what she call it. In other words, she's going to be like kind of, um, I would say feeling for me, but I don't think that's a feeling because these two ain't going to let me not, you know, slide out like, hey, I'm going to chill on the couch. That's not going to happen. Not with these two. I don't know why, but they just won't let me just chill out for a second. I don't know because they love me or they don't like me. I, I think it's both. I think it's both love and... We love and like you. <laughs> no. Love is kind of like a thin line between love and hate. But I don't no, think we, that's no we, hatred. And I don't we think love that's no hatred you and dislike you. <laughs> no, they like me, but they don't really like me. Put it that way. They like me, but they don't like me. I don't know if it's love or it's a like. They like, but they don't like. And I'm going to tell y'all something. I almost, wasn't gonna be, I almost got demoted. I almost got demoted, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all, I almost got demoted. I was being, being, you know, me being sarcastic, as the kids say. And I'll say some stuff, and she was, she was going to say, well, you no longer be my co-host. I was going to say, well, ladies and gentlemen, this night nice knowing y'all so. <laughs> I was going to be no longer on the show. Yeah, yeah we're going to do some audition for a new co-host, but nah, not going nowhere. I can say all kinds of crazy stuff to this woman here, but I, I ain't really going nowhere. I just love messing with her like I do every week. So <laughs> She got quiet up and down. She's still like, mm. just wait. Mm. I'm here. I'm, but, just, I'm just chilling. I got myself on mute. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, so she's letting me make a butthole of myself. Oh, that's even worse. Okay, anyway. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> anyway, she's letting me be an ass right now. So um, let me tell y'all what, what's really going to be going down this evening since my, my host here putting herself on mute. I think she wants me to run my mouth for the rest of the show. Not happening. But um, let me tell y'all what's about to go down this evening. We are going to talk about a very, very touchy subject. And it's based on talking about domestic violence. And I know that's a very hard subject that to uh, really talk, get into, because we all know somebody who has been in a domestic, you know, very, very abusive relationship. Or, you know, or if you yourself, men or women, have been in an abusive relationship yourself. And and real talk, you talk for a moment, you weren't going to make it. You talk. For a second, like, I don't know how long I will last. I'm thinking I'm going to die. Lord, help me with this. It's too much. And because abusers really don't like to stand a strong person. First, who's strong in their will, they, you know, they're strong in the Lord, and they want to try to find a way to just to break you down and make you feel little. Oh, sorry. I was gonna look at this wing sock commercial. <laughs> okay, back to the stuff again. And uh, it's, it's it's hard though when you've been in a relationship and all you wanted was love, and what you thought was love was more than than what you think it is. When a person that you love put their hands on you, 
or or they verbally say something to you to just make you feel horrible, make you feel like you're nothing, you know, trying to break your spirit down and everything. And I know that's one of the most horrible feelings for anybody to ever have to endure. Take from me, talk to a young man here who has, you know, seen this sort of thing happen right before his eyes. I can say for myself that my mother was involved in a very abusive relationship. And it's hard for a, a young guy like me to see your mother, your mom, who come in, you come in from school, swollen eyes, swollen lips, just hurt, battered, everything, all because a man was a coward and put his hands on a woman. And there's no rules saying they, you can't put your hands on you. Never. I don't, I don't care what the woman does to you. Never put your hands on a woman. And sometimes, and sometimes, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Some, some, some will push that button to test your spirit to see if you're going to hit them. And there's some guys on, there's some guys out there who have dealt women who have who have done that to them to make them hit them. And they know in their heart that no, nah, I'm not going to hit you. You want me to hit you. You want me to hurt you. But I refuse to do it. And some of them cross that line, and when they do. They they just they just you know I don't know how to put it sometimes they push that button but you have to be mindful like you know let me not hit this woman because she's pushing my button she's doing everything she can to really just take me off piss me off but you have to like okay let me let let me back off of this one and then they'll talk call y'all kind of names and make you feel little even as a man they'll say some stuff to you and um. Yet sometimes to walk away, you have to walk away from those people. Though it's, it's not easy. I, I, it's not easy. Now I'm not saying I've done that. Thank God, but I just know from experience that that sort of thing happened here in my family. And um, I know there's some people out there that's listened to the show have know somebody that's been through that that same thing. And I hope you guys y'all come out to the show and y'all just. So pour your hearts out to the show. Even if you got a piece to share with us, we, we would love to hear it. You know, tell us your story. You know, don't 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 sit back in the corner like, well, I'm afraid that. Just say it. Let loose. If you have to cry sometimes, please. Let let the Lord speak to your heart and just you speak from your heart on on this subject here because we we want to know, you know, your insights on all this. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we without further ado, a my uh, lovely host, you take yourself out on off mute, and uh, oh yeah, and um, I don't know if there's any callers on here that's just ready to chime in with us on this subject. So I want you to share, you know, your input on this as well. Okay. Um, well, first and foremost, I want to thank everyone for coming out <clears throat> once again, and um to be a part of this this topic that needs to be um, discussed and not just discussed once in a while, but, you know, to to find a way to bring this topic up a little more than usual, the awareness of it. Um, I as well uh, have, you know, survivors in my family from domestic violence. And 
I don't think that my mom would mind me saying this, but um, my mom and her siblings lived in a household of um, domestic violence where, uh, you know, my grandmother was a victim of that, and as well as my aunt, um, an aunt of mine that was a victim of that. Um, So this is, you know, definitely a very heartfelt, touching topic, and I want to thank everyone that has so far tuned in with us through chat and as well as through the phone um, from calling in. And I want to welcome back, and, you know, already Ken knows the surprise that I did not tell him because I didn't want to tell him, but I was like, he probably seen in the event page that Francine, Fran, the stage poet, um, once again will be our special guest co-host. So I'm very excited about that. She was here last week with us for Cancer Awareness, and she's back again tonight about domestic violence awareness. And it's all different types and forms of abuse. Um, what we're going to do right now is I would love to first start out um, with something about love, and I am going to to share, you know, my track because a lot of the times that's what we need. You know, that is what we need in this world is more love, um, more faith, and, you know, I believe with more faith and more love, it, it can be a better place you know, on this earth. So I'm going to start off with a love track, my track, um, titled Simply Put, and for real, the poet is the one that put the music to it, a very talented artist as well. And then I want to play um, a piece that I actually found on YouTube, and it's titled Dear John, and it's about uh, domestic violence. So we're going to do that, and then once uh, we're done there, we're going to be bringing Francine on, and welcome, Carton Coppita. We see you up there in that chat room, one of our other chatterbugs, and then we're going to get into our topic. So um, let's go. You ready for this, Ken? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. I am in love with your warm embrace. The way that my arms lace and intertwine with your lungs. The warmth of your chest is pressed against the length of my back. You see, my body enjoys your face. I can't remain in this love of things that you have created with me for eternity. Shall we dance and not away with the sounds of music in the background? On to our slow, misty grind from behind. If you don't mind, you can definitely lead me into this mystical time that we share on our quiet night of getaway. 
get away from the crowded world of tears and replenished fears. Ooh, your ear. So that I can whisper to you in silence. Because you can constantly read my mind because I will love it. So I'm with I want to continue to slow Mr. Grimes with you from behind. You see, you take mint two notes of my skin that blends onto you from the mirror placed before us. As you watch me slow ride, as I lay my head back to, to breathe you in. I don't want this night to end. I am played like a beautiful violin by your gentle divine touch on my abdomen. I continuously fall in love with you again and again. Gently said, let us continue this slow mystic ground until no end as you gently whisper that you are in love with me once again. Oh, excellent. Uh, I think, if I remember second, did you do this one last week, Nikia? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all enjoyed that wonderful piece that was done by my lovely host, Nakia, and if I'm not mistaken, I think she's done that piece. I think last week, I'm not sure of it, but that's one of the one of the pieces that I remember hearing listening. And uh, that's another one I, I wish she'll play. Actually, I was almost wish she play, but she actually done. And little did y'all know. Um, hope hope you don't mind me saying this, Nakia, but um, uh, uh, my host here, you know, she she's a bit of a rapper. <laughs> And, uh, man, yeah, I wish y'all can hear this because this woman here had a little rap thing going on as feature guest last night, and she had a role going in. I'm just listening like, what? I said, I know. We ain't got an MC here in the house. Our own, our own kid rapping. I'm like, oh man. And, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to tell that one. Though. I couldn't hold back on that one because you were just blowing. I'm like, man, if she ever brought this to the table on the show, that's going to really that's gonna really bring the house down. But uh, I got to give it to a good one. She was she raw. She rocked. She rocked. She really did. And, uh, and she did an excellent, excellent job on it, though. Now, who was the cat that was with you that did the beatboxing and all? 
what was his name? I forgot. I told you, I don't I don't remember. It's like everything from the show. I don't think I don't think I remember what you did. Everybody else is like, hey, okay, just pass on because I'm so. It's like I just feel so focused on on this show here that you know I don't think about anybody else. And I'm not saying that you know that I don't know nothing of them, but they just did an excellent job all around. And that was just that. And uh, that recording there that they did there, and that was that was excellent that they did on that piece too. And I hope I hope that Nakia does more on this you know, in the near future because that is something that, you know, that they ought to put together and hopefully one day they'll do another theme song for the show. I know the one that Keith done for us was, was great and I hope, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll tune in on this matter. I don't know if he's in today or not, but I hope he does tune in to this because I would like, I'd like to hear my brother's input on domestic violence. I know we hear a lot about our sisters on this matter, but also I also want to hear our, our guys to come in, you know, and put their input on on, on domestic violence. Because it also it has an effect on our communities. It also has an effect on our families. And um, it's just something that we just can't, you know, slide under the bus on. We, just, we have to, you know, touch on this here. Period point blank. So, uh. yes, most definitely, most definitely, Ken. And um, it looks like we lost so softly spoken. So I hope she um, will be calling back in. And I hope my chatterbugs are still there. I've been posting in the room, but no one's responding. Besides, oh well, I can't say no one is responding because Cotton has responded. Cotton, no, I'm not doing a rap tonight. No. Uh, she said, boo, LOL. Your piece was nice, though. And then we have Shy Romance. Thank you, sweetie, for coming back. Um, you, we have you, a great you, topic. You. <laughs> I heard Nakia put in the flow on the radio show <laughs> last night. Oh, yay. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, what? I, I can't rap for nothing. I don't, don't, don't even go, like, nope, she can't rap. I ain't gonna lie. I can't rap. <laughs> Shadow man said, let's dance. <laughs> okay, Fran Fran had to step away because she's posting in the events page. Thank you, Fran. And Crystal, I hope you're still with us. I hope you're not having problems um over there um with being signed on. And Francine also posted some information for victims and survivors, the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Thank you, Fran. Uh, I'm about to bring on Fran real quick and then we're gonna go into the Dear John piece that I found on YouTube about domestic violence. Hi, Fran. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome. Glad to be back. (laughs) Thank you for coming back. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you. Oh, you are so very welcome. It's an honor to be here, and it's an honor to be able to discuss such a very significant topic. Um, Of course, October is the National Domestic uh, Violence Awareness Month, and Mm -hmm. I just think that as a whole, as a a people in a nation where we know domestic violence is on the rise, it is not on the decline, uh, we need to have open forums 
discussions such like we're having on this show's panel tonight. Um, it needs to take place in homes, at dinner tables. It needs to be discussed in our institutions of higher learning. It needs to be discussed in our high schools because a lot of times it's been uh, reported in statistics and findings report that domestic violence started early on. A lot of the men as well as the women uh, became violent or demonstrated violent tendencies in early relationships during their high school years, and they were abusive towards their significant others, boyfriends, girlfriends, you name it. So we just want to raise the awareness because a lot of times we're not talking about it enough. And so when we're not discussing it, we're not educating the next generation on how to safeguard their lives from falling victim to it uh, because either they're either going to fall into one of the two categories, either being a survivor or being an abuser. And we hate to say this, but nine out of 10 are going to fall into one of those categories. Nine out of 10, ladies and gentlemen. So this is very serious. This is a very significant topic we're discussing tonight. And we're welcoming every caller to call in. If you are a survivor, we want you to share your survival story because someone needs to know how to come out of a situation like that. There's so many that feel locked in, caged in. Um, So many have uh, what they call, it's a syndrome when you've been an abuser for a long period of time where um, it's almost like the caged bird syndrome when the caged birds uh, had had opportunity to escape because the cage was open, they didn't want to escape because they had gotten, they had grown accustomed to being abused. And, and that's a scary thought, but that happens in most cases. So if you know someone that's suffering, someone that is in a, or an abusive uh, domestic violence situation, there is a hotline that you can call as a victim or as a survivor, or just as a family member and a a friend and supporter, um, that number is 1-800-799-7233. I repeat, 1-800-799-7233. And that is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Please call. Don't neglect. You never know. This may be someone's last chance of survival out of a domestic violence situation that could claim their life. So don't be afraid to report. You can remain anonymous as a reporter, as a mandated reporter. You do not have to give your name, but please think smart. You could save someone's life. Just by making that call. Again, I'm going to repeat the number 1 800 799 7233. I repeat 1 800 799 7233. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, friend. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And uh, what we're going to do is quickly is go into this Dear John piece on YouTube. 
and we'll be coming back for more of our um, discussion about this serious topic that needs to be put out there more often than none. Ready, Ken? Yep. Ready, Fran? Yes, indeed. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. Dear John, I want to scream to the top of my lungs that I hate you. Not just hate, but a burning, passionate hate. But that's not the case. I had loved you and given you everything willingly. Let you take it even. You were my entire being. I carried you. I carried you. And even when I told you, you gave me some excuse. I would have been there if you needed me. I love you. I'm sorry. You're everything to me. (laughs) Lies. Because of this, I was damaged to say the least. I tried to hide my shattered heart only looking at the pieces in the dark of night, hiding my tears in painted silence, refusing to let anyone lend a helping hand, all because of you. Seems like the world mocks my heart with the love in the air and all around me, watching others engage in something I thought I had. Well, I did have but only on my side of the road. I had it alone. Now, I don't fault you for anything because you know what? I knew that you never loved me. I knew it was all lies. Thought I saw something in your eyes all the way to your soul that wanted you to love me, and maybe that's what I held on to. I have let this plague me for far too long. I couldn't, no wouldn't allow others to give me hope of love in my little world. I never asked for much. Just for the truth, even if it hurts, but you continue to lie even to this very second. So I fool myself. I've said over and over again that I'm completely done with you, but this time I completely mean it. You are no longer a thought, the beat of my heart, or the reason for my tears. It will take some time, but with the help of someone, I will be better. Thanks to someone close to me, I have realized this, and I will forever be in his debt for reminding me of my worth. As for you, I thank you for teaching me a valuable lesson. Thank you for showing me what I do not and will not tolerate in my life, my potential to be the love of someone's life, and that I don't need you. You came to me asking for another chance because you knew I'd give 100 more, and in the next second, you disappear. Well, this time... Continue that disappearing act. I found clear air to breathe, and in my misery, I'm actually happy. There's someone waiting to love me, and I'm going to give him that chance. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to let go. You ought to see me now with the sun in my smile and the stars behind my eyes. One small step for me. Thank you. Jane Doe. Mm. I um, chose that piece because it is something that had needed to be said. And I am going to put that um, link in the event page for everyone to um, check it out when you have an opportunity. It is very heartfelt, and it's... um, definitely very 
sad. Um, words can't even describe it because from the beginning of the video, you do hear um, a gunshot. And mm-hmm. then it goes in, into the piece with the woman and the young man, and it shows you um, parts of when she's being abused and when he comes back for forgiveness. And once again, it was like a phone call from her coworker, and, of course, he got mad and jealous. He got into like a rage um, where he took her by her throat, and basically she was tired of it, and she wind up killing him. Um, mm. And we're hoping with the discussion that we can prevent mm-hmm. something like this to con- that's continuously happening in the world. Um, so I will be definitely um, posting that link. And, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's something that you really need to look at. Um, it can be hard because it was hard for me, and it was hard for me to look at that again because it is um, very real. It's very true. Um, what do you guys think of that that was just um, shared? Ken? Oof. It was, I'm just listening to it. It's like, it draws a, a very, very horrific picture of just how the situation played played out. And like I said, it, it almost brought me, to, it literally brought me to tears because I'm just, I'm just like sitting here and listening to it. And when, um, when you said all that, when she just had to, just had enough of just to just take this guy out. And it was like, man, when you love someone that much, and I guess Fran used the, uh, I forgot what she just said a few minutes ago, right there that took my tongue. When you know you have freedom to get away from that person, but you're so into, you're so used to that person hurting you so much you afraid to leave because if you leave, this person might come after you. Something like that. I, I don't know if I got that right or not, but it's like when that door is open, go and just shut it. Don't ever go back into it. And what, where most people, you know, fail is when they're out of it for a moment, they end up missing that person. They end up going back into the hellhole that they left out of. And it just, it someday somehow I never recover. But what was what I heard was just like mm-hmm. some of this kind of reminded me of, like I said earlier in the show, it it kind of reminded me of what my mother went through and what my aunts went through. And thankfully, my sister didn't have to deal with it. But like my mother, my my mother, my aunt, they went through that hell. And you know, it's it's something that I pray that no other woman out there, young, especially young generation women, you know, y'all don't know what it's like to, you know, you deal with someone who claims they love you, but they beat the hell out of you, you know, saying that's love, and you still stuck with that joker. And, you know, it, it affects your family tremendously. And me, I get emotional about it sometimes, well, most of the time, because I don't like to see a woman hurt physically nor mentally because, it's, it's horrific to see, and it's gut wrenching, and you know no 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 like no 
man or a woman. I don't care. Mm-hmm. No excuses. I don't care how how pissed off, how mad you is, or whatever. No, no. Whatever you, whatever. And it's nine times ten. It's something that that person is holding. It's something that that person is carrying inside of them that they won't let go of. And they want to take all their frustrations out on on a person that they think is weak, but they're actually strong. And y'all women, y'all really stronger than what you are. It really is. But when you've been in a relationship that's that bad, that person makes you think you're weak and you're really not. And it takes a strong sister to come in and intervene with that person, that woman, and say, hey, sister, you got to get out of this. This man is killing you. You're not the same beautiful woman as you once were, as we remembered you. This man told you a bunch of lies from the stuff from the jump start, and we try to tell you that you were so much quote unquote in love, and you was afraid to let him go because you wanted to be loved. But it don't take that much abuse to get love out of that person, not at all. Because if you really, if you truly love a person, whatever. That person tells you that's going to help you grow spiritually. It's going to do that, but you know, not all wants to hear that. And you've been there so long, it it, it kills you, and it really just takes a toll on on the family tremendously. It really does. So hopefully, I get a chance. I'll uh, check in. I'll check into that you know, video. Some hope, hopefully, I can see it. And watch the whole thing, but I guarantee you, I'm, I'm, I'm literally gonna be in tears about it because I just, this is just one of those subjects that's, you know, it's kind of hard to listen to, but it's, it's got to be talked about. So that's my, that's my take on that. Hmm. Hey, how about you, Fran? Um, I just wanted to share some statistics. I was just reviewing some national statistics. And it's very riveting. Um, Every nine seconds in the U.S., a woman is assaulted or beaten. On average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused, abused by an intimate partner in the United States. During one year, this equates to more than 10 million women and men. One in three women and one in four men have been victims of some form of physical violence by an intimate partner within their lifetime. One in five women and one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. One in seven women and one in 18 men have been stalked by an intimate partner during their lifetime to the point of which they felt very fearful or believed that they or someone close to them would be harmed or killed. On a typical day, there are more than 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. I think that that is quite riveting. Wow. Yes, yes. Did you could, wow, how many phone calls, Frank? Uh, let me review back. Twenty thousand phone calls. On a typical day there are more than twenty thousand phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines 
nationwide, and that's on a typical day. Wow. Oh, my God. More than 20,000. That's a lot. Really is. That is a lot. I'm getting chills just, 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 you know, reflecting on the numbers, you know, just reading the statistics and reviewing the statistics. And, and here, and this is the United States, we're not even talking about third world countries and other countries mm. where women's rights aren't even being supported and protected like they, they are here. So this is definitely a global crisis. This is, uh, this is, I tell you, this is more serious, I think, than some people are letting on. You know, mm-hmm. this is something we've got to end. We've got to stop it. There needs to be more resources used um, to bring awareness and also pre- for prevention. Um, I do believe that sometimes these tendencies show up earlier on in the lives of of the abusers. And if we can get them treated and rehabilitated from the early years, maybe we can stop it where it won't continue. And by the time they become an adult, that male or that female will know my hands are for healing and for helping, not for hurting and destroying. I just think early prevention sometimes is key. And some things you can catch early. And I think that if you see a little boy rough handling a little girl, don't say, oh, look at Johnny manhandling Susie. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. It starts like that. And see, if we're planting that seed and laughing and letting the, letting that little boy think it's okay to handle Susie rough, because that's mm-hmm. what a man does, manhandling, that's what you're saying, manhandling, then uh-huh. you are causing them to foster negative behavior towards the opposite sex, and it starts like that. And the same with Susie. Susie smacks Bobby. And you say, "Oh wow, she jack slapped Bobby," and you and you laugh. I mean, no, that's wrong. We've got to teach them while they're young. Catch it early. Stop it early. Nip it in the bud. Let them know this is abusive behavior, and it will lead to worse things happening. You don't want to see worse, so we're going to stop it now. Don't do it again. It's wrong. And explain to them why it's wrong. Because there are domestic violence situations that turn out deadly and fatal, and we don't want to see it gravitate to that. And it starts with the little things, the hitting, the name-calling even. Um, Men calling women bees, I will never, ever accept that. I don't care if it's a a rapper doing it. I don't care if it's a woman doing it um, to another woman, man doing it to a woman. It's wrong. It's wrong. Name-calling is also how it starts. Verbal abuse, it starts right there, and then it escalates to the emotional, the mental, and then the physical. So we have to pay attention to these red flags, especially in relationships. If you notice they're young, they're teenagers, but you notice he's being abusive verbally, and she's kind of cowarding down. 
mm-hmm. when he does it. That's a that's a telltale sign right there. She's in an abusive relationship, emotionally, mentally, and it's verbal. And then when you see him put his hands on her, report that regardless. You may think, oh, well, you know, I'm not getting involved. That's not my business. Um, I don't even know them. I don't want any fallout. I don't want them to retaliate and, and do something to my child or my family. Listen, you've got to remember, we have to live by the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And also, you are your brother's keeper, and that's mean his sister's keeper, too. Right. Um, We've got to report these things. Yes, we do. Whew. Yes, we do. Um, wow. I, we do have a lot of chatterbugs this evening. Um, to the chatterbugs out there, if you like to you know, state on how you're feeling about this topic, um, any stories or anything that you would love to um, put towards this topic this evening, please feel free to um, type that into the chat room. And between me and Fran, we will, um, you know, definitely read your responses. Um, We have Cotton Carpenter. She said that she was just shaking her, her head at those um, statistics. And that is very, when I heard that over 20,000 calls on an average day, a typical day, about Mm. domestic violence, that's very alarming. 20,000 calls, I could not even imagine that many calls on a typical day. They didn't say weekly, monthly, he said on a typical day, right. 20,000 yeah. calls. That's, yeah, that's, whew, that's alarming, very alarming. Um, oh, boy. Uh, what I want to do is I did invite out um, a few people this evening that are doing different projects um, for domestic violence. And one of our callers that we have on here now, I asked her to come out around this time if she can because she's also a busy um, woman, busy artist, Um, Lydia, um, born to write. And I'm going to bring her on to talk about the projects that she has going on um, for domestic violence. And um, we'll also be having a survivor um, actually, from last week's show, she's going to be coming back tonight, um, author Cindy. She'll be here, uh, I think, around 8.30. She'll be coming on and sharing her story with us as well. So we're going to bring on Lydia. Hello, Lydia. How are you tonight, Born to Write? Hey, Queens. I'm wonderful. Thank you for doing this show, and thank you, for the opportunity to uh, talk a little bit about beautiful warriors and soul survivors. I appreciate that. Wonderful. Oh, no problem. We have um, Francine with us, a special Good guest evening. co-host Good again evening. this evening. <laughs> Good and evening. Mr. Ken. Wow, I feel, I feel that positive energy and that love. Excellent. Thank you for bringing it, Queen Lydia. Thank You're you for welcome. it. 
Queen Mother. That's what I, I told my baby. Yes. But you <laughs> <remember. me>. <laughs> Yeah. I said, I feel like I'm about 80, but that's okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. Queen Mother Lydia <laughs> Cook. Yes, yes, indeed. You wear that crown well, too. It's, yes, it's, you it's do. Funny. I appreciate oh. that because it's funny. A guy I grew up with, long story church in my story short, in my mom's church, he calls me Mother Cook. For some reason, he called me that since <laughs> I was 16. Mother Cook. You wow. Know what I mean? so, awesome. Yeah. Did, we, did I hear you say Ken is in the building? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. What's up, brother? Somebody right? Yeah, somebody did. Did you hear the phone? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I have a lot of chitter chat. That's why when y'all ladies get together, I say nothing. I no, that's, back. That's I'm because just, we have so much love to give out. That's all. It's good to hear you, though. I haven't heard you in a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you came on today, you know, since we're on, on this subject here. And, um, like I said, it's a very it's a very uh, touchy subject and one that it should should be shared among the men and the women. I know you women y'all you know, y'all gonna y'all gonna pour your hearts out when when you talk about this matter because I know y'all know somebody that's been through some something like this because it just this it just happens and it's a, the statistic I've heard is just mind blowing right now. I mean when when Frank gave those numbers, I mean, it it started of me and I'm just like, wow. And dang, I'm I'm thinking like, you know, beyond that, like, you know, over time within a year that this is oh, yeah. like this. It, I mean the struggle is definitely real. You're talking mm-hmm. to a surviving statistic, um, in the flesh and so I, I live that thing and I know several women personally that have live that um, yeah. journey as well. So it, it definitely is real, and it happens before you know it. Uh, but there are key signs for people to be aware of and be conscious of that I was not aware of. And uh, and the best thing you can do is talk about it and reach out and get help and tell somebody. Don't 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 be like me and the million of other queen mothers in the world and, and mm. feel like because we're strong and because we're nurturers, we can handle this. It's our duty to move forward. No, it's your mm-hmm. duty to be loved the right way. And so you deserve that. And there's also a brother um, that shared his story with me. He shared a piece for our event. And we're asking to every poet that's listening to please send a video submission of a piece dedicated to domestic violence or cancer and we'll play it live for our survivors that will be in the building if you want to. And, uh, of course, I'll upload it. I'm a SB queen, too, and I'll tag you and, and give you the love and, and, and the shout-out you deserve. But there's a brother that said, you know, I, I'm a survivor. You know, I was a domestic violence victim, and we forget sometimes. And men um, suffer from this disease, too. From oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an epidemic, but I think here's the thing. We're doing something positive, and we're not just talking about it, but we're being actionary about it. So that's Mm -hmm. the key. Everybody can sit around with tea and coffee or your favorite drink and talk about it, but when you have a blog and you make it a topic on a platform or you do an event or you love on somebody or you do a walk or a run for cancer research, 
our domestic violence research, then you're making a difference. And so that's that's what's going to make the change is action, not just talking about it. So um, thank you, Nakia, for doing this again. Uh, greatly uh, appreciate it this way, and I'm sure by everyone that's listening. Oh, yes, um, indeed. You know, this was something that uh, me and my, my co-host, Ken, talked about um, because we were actually supposed to this night have a a feature, but the feature was not able to um, to make it. And I do understand that it was actually um, Word Warrior, but I know yeah. he's, he's, you know, going through a difficult time. And I told oh, yeah. him, you know, yeah, to take all the time he needs and, you know, when he's ready, you know, we will definitely have have him as a feature. Um, so he he should be coming like in December. And then me and my co-host Ken was talking, and you know, he was. I was like, "What?" I was like, "We can do." And he's like, "You know, let's do um, let's let's do the domestic violence one because we was going to do that next week. So we you know moved it up for this week. So I want to thank you guys for coming out. Yeah, we was gonna do it next. Ken. You know, y'all, I don't have, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all later, I don't have good memories on this stuff. Because, you know, you know, also it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well, you know. Mm-hmm. But I totally, I totally forgot about the breast cancer because I, I so much wanted to hit on this with, you know, with, with so much force on domestic violence that, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't pass it up and, um, you know, my thoughts and prayer goes out to my man, you know, Eddie Felton, a.k.a. World Warrior. I call him World Warrior because what he's doing is going to go worldwide. And I, I told him that once before, you know, for the loss of his mom. And, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family during this time of grieving. And also I had a uh, text from a friend of mine who recently lost her mother on, oh. I think, this past Thursday. And and her name is uh, Faye Thomas from uh, straight out of straight from your hometown, Philly, uh, friend. She's from oh, Philly as well. Okay. And, uh, right. you know, my my thoughts and prayers go out to her and her family. And um, it's you know, we all we all you know those might go through some difficult times right now during this season. Well, I, we definitely do, and I and I want to piggyback on that, Ken. When you get Word Warrior in the building, you will know he's there. That brother is so full of light and love and energy. Uh, going to Chicago was one of the best moves I could have made, not just for a career, but just for spiritual enlightenment and empowerment and to help fill my cup back up. I needed that. And that brother is, is so <laughs> – if you hear the oh, energy yeah. he has on the blog shows, like he's like that in real life. I could not believe um, that he was so positive. I mean – Everything he talks about, I don't care how bad he gets, even about his mom, you know, he still finds a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that he, he's going worldwide, too, because the world needs what he has to say and the love and energy that he that he shoots out. So shout out to Word Warrior, um, definitely. And we'll be tuning in to support that show as well. Um, oh, yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. So um, I do, I do want to say... I am excited. Our event is going to be October the 18th in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, well, it's in Goodlesville, but it's about 20 minutes from Nashville. And if I can say it a thousand times, y'all, I need your help on this note. We need poets to step outside their box 
And even if you're a survivor and you want to share a video, we're asking the video to be no less than between three and five minutes. Um, and shout out to William Washington, a.k.a. Willie Wawa, for sending his video to Poet Mystery for sending her video, Naomi Free Spirit for sending her video, author Jane Flo uh, for sending for her video will be here tomorrow. And she's a, a woman when she tells you she's going to do something, she doesn't. So, so far we've gotten, um, I hope I'm not leaving nobody out, but we've gotten a lot of people that have responded and actually thought outside themselves and, and, and giving back and using their gift to help other people. So that's appreciated. I can't do it by myself, and I'm always humbly and strongly always say that. I can't do it in the community by myself. I can't do it in the poetry world. We all need to be that step on the ladder to help the message of love and survival get out there. So if you're listening, please inbox me your video, and we will play it for the survivors that will be there and um, and give you your props as well. And if you want to send a piece in that we're going to have the survivors actually read as a tribute to themselves from poets, you're welcome to do that. But we've gotten about 20 pieces in so far, so that's not a problem. But I really would like to get a few more, maybe four or five more videos um, uh, by the 15th if you're willing to do that for us and for them. It will be greatly appreciated. Man, I see some very interesting you know, comments that's been shared here in the event page by Chatterbugs. And, I mean... This amazing. This one I'm actually I'm looking at now. I hope you don't mind me reading this, Nikia. One of no. my chatterbugs is saying, especially the males being the victim, we just don't think about it happening to men too. It's bad either way, but still. But the, but the statistics are so high. I wonder about redemption. I'm not saying anyone should stay in an abusive relationship or take an abuser back. But are there ex-abusers? Are there people who found the errors of their way and turned things around? You often wanted to have those people really have their lives, you know, turned around for the good. And some some have, and then when they realize that their mistakes that they made and and they they know and they're like, okay, I need to get my life together. I need to get get my mind right and all that. Then there's some that just flat won't ever change. And you turn around, and you, every time you turn around, you hear them abusing this person and that person. And it also makes you want to, like, man, did you not know that this person is like this? Because they can say some stuff that's so sweet and it sounds so good to your ears, and you just can't resist that person until once you have them in your possession, then they, all of a sudden they change. And that's, a, that's the scariest part. Yeah, I think, I know personally, I have seen abusers, too, that I grew up with. Um, and I know why they were abusers, because their father were abusers. And so mm-hmm. you have to realize the cycle of abuse. And once you realize the mechanics and the mental, mm, I guess the learned behavior. You know, I know a guy that I was really close to, and he abused some of his women and but I know his father abused his mother. Now does that make it right? No. But do I understand why he was that way? Yes. And I did actually see him change his ways and not abuse uh the last woman that's been in his life for almost six years. Um wow. he's like a totally different person. But see with with change comes 
you have to get your mind right. You have to ask our creator for divine intervention, and you have to, faith without works is dead. You've got to want to change. I know there's one area in my life I need to change, but my mind, I know I need to do it, but I haven't conditioned my mind to do it 100%, and I'm trying. So change, it takes a powerful person to change. Because in order to change, I guess you have to realize that you have a problem. <laughs> you have to research mm-hmm. on how to address the problem. And then you have to have the willpower and the fight within you to address that problem. So it's not something you can just fix overnight. Um, I think everybody changes. If you ask people that knew me when I was 18 to 25, if you sit those people in a room with people that know me the last 10 years of my life, both sets of those people would have very different opinions and perspectives of me as a person. You see, so you have to, you got to want it. As, as they used to say back in the day, you got to want it. You got to want to change. And the women and the men, you know, that are getting abused have to realize their self-worth and realize they're worth more than that shit, excuse me, than that way of life. You know what I mean? You weren't born to be nobody's punching bag. You, you just right. weren't made for that. You were made You were made fearfully and wonderfully made, and you're made in the image of God. So what does that make you? You do the math. So you have to be around people, too, I found, that speak life to you, that believe in you, that love you, and that will actually give you some tough love and tell you the truth, like, girl, you deserve more than that. You know, mm-hmm. I've got a friend, we've been friends 20 years, and, I love her dearly. She's a strong queen, and she will just tell me straight up, Liz, listen, you know, and we'll, we talk like that, you know. So you got to know your worth, and that's the key. A lot of people don't really know their worth. You know, when I was going through it, I didn't realize I was worth more than that. You know, he was so fine. He was so cool. And let's not talk about uh, the sex, and let's not talk about the protecting how I felt protected, you know, and all the little things that don't amount to a hill of beans when it comes to your self-worth as a person and as a human being, you know. Um, and I think that's why I'm so strong on this because you, I know girls that have been murdered because they did not mm-hmm. Wow. And, and people don't want to talk talk about that sometimes, but everybody don't get the wake-up call. And I've said at funerals, well, I where I knew if she didn't leave, he was going to kill her. And uh, it happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we just have to instill in our children while they're young, train up a child in the way they should go so when they're older they won't depart from it. The parable, and it's true. <clears throat> put, put self-worth into children. Let them know that they're somebody because if you put it in them when they're young, generally they will grow up and that seed will grow and they won't live and accept that as their normal. Yes. I just want to, um, just to piggyback on what uh, Queen Mother Lydia has shared, this is a statistic, and it really tears my heart apart, just knowing this fact is reality here in the U.S. of A. One in 15 children are exposed to intimate partner violence each year. And 90% of these children are eyewitnesses to this 
violence. And it just breaks my heart just knowing the reality and the impact on the next generation because this is what is fact. It should not be, but this is reality here in the U.S. where women have rights. In this, in this land, we have rights which are being supported and protected. So just knowing if this is happening here in the U.S. at this rate, I don't even want to fathom the rate in which this is happening in those other countries and parts of the world where women are treated and valued as chattel, as property. Yep. Okay? So we're dealing with an issue. This is a crisis. This is a global crisis. And if we don't fix this, and I'm going to be real with it, because I hear so much talk, and a lot of men like to say, well, women, you know, sometimes women are provoking men to anger. But one thing I will say about it is this. Love is not violence. And women, it's time to wake up. If you're in a relationship with a man or a relationship with another woman and you are being treated in a violent manner that is not love, you need to find the nearest exit. Think of it in this regard, if you were in a building that was on fire, okay, and there was a fire escape to your right, why would you veer to the left when you know the building is on fire? Self-preservation is key. Loving yourself comes first. If you don't love who you are, how can you expect someone else to love who you are? are. It starts from within. A lot of times we're in these situations, we're finding ourselves falling victim to these these abusive men as women because we don't first love ourselves. We don't know as Queen Mother Lydia expressed, what is your true worth? And it takes time to love yourself because you got to be able to embrace the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Everything ain't beautiful about us. Yeah. When you really rip open your chest and see what is inside your heart and learn what your soul consists of, and that's when you find out, oh, my God, I really do need a Savior because I'm not that pretty. I'm not that good. I'm not that righteous. I'm not that justified. And we got to be real, and the problem is we're not really being real. We're not really being taught how to be real with ourselves. It starts from within. When you love who you are, you're not going to settle for that liar coming along with his sweet nothings, Mm. wanting to whisper in your ear all those things, and you know good and well he's lying. You're not going to settle for less because you know your self-worth and you realize I'm a queen. There's a king out there waiting to meet me. So I got to keep myself, you know what I mean? I got to, you know, preserve my self-worth for him because he's so deserving of this. We got to believe and know that's that's what's real. 
Fran, you are such yes, a ma'am. teacher. You're such a teacher. You really are. And I, I, you, you remind, your spirit I humbly thank you. Me. You're welcome. It reminds me of Yanala Von Zant sometimes when you speak, and my partner oh. kind of reminds me uh, of her too because the raw truth is this. If you if you love yourself, what I had to learn as a young girl is is really, and I'm still learning because we're ever evolving, and God is always teaching us. So I'm always learning, and and finding out more about Lydia. But love is not what you bought me. Love is not mm. how good you made me shake uh, in the bedroom. Love is not how you stroked my ego. Love is peace. Love is kind. Love is long suffering. Love is honest. Yeah. You know. And once we realize what love really is, <laughs> then you understand that that's why they say love ain't easy because the truth ain't always easy, as you said. And we don't think that, oh, and, and as I know before I was in this situation, before I was in a domestic violence situation, I never thought it could happen to me. This is something I see on a Lifetime movie. This is something mm. I see on television. This is something I shake my head watching the 5 o'clock news and say, oh, what can I do to help her? But when you become her, before you know it, and then I had to do the work, as Janala would say, do the work and find out why I allowed me to become her, why I felt so less of myself. And let's get at the fact that domestic abuse is uh, verbal, too. If someone yes. beats you down verbally and kills your spirit, you have nothing. Money can be gotten back. Health can be gotten back, generally speaking. But when somebody kills your self-worth and your self-esteem, baby, you better run because those wounds are That's harder right. to heal than physical wounds. Physical wounds will heal over time. But to heal that mind, that heart, and that soul, that takes work. Mm. And so we have to address Yes, yes, yes. Every key factor. You know, I could go on and on about this, y'all, so I will stop because I'm, I'm extremely passionate about it because it's it's so hard, it's so easy to leave. You think it's hard, but what's hard is staying and getting abused. When that, when that abuser leaves, if you have to leave with nothing but your person, your identification, mm. you can get more yeah. clothes. You can get food, you can get a shelter, you can get a roof over your head. There's a lot of programs we're blessed in this country that will help you yes. help yourself. But yes, indeed. They can't make you. You know what? I am so glad that you just touched on that part, um, Lydia, because that is something that me and my mom talk about a lot because I shared with um, who was on earlier on the first part of the show is that my mother um, – grew up in a domestic household, a domestic violence household where um, my grandmother was being abused. And it's still hard for my mom today to even discuss it. Um, and, and if she does, she gets so emotional, like she's reliving this again, you know. And um, the thing is, back then, they don't have, they did not have what we have now. We have, that's, and my mother is so passionate about this. It's like it breaks our heart that it's so much out here nowadays where you can get help. <laughs> they did not have all the help that they have now for mm-hmm. when my mother was coming up with her mom. You know, back then it was like, you no, know, you stay with your husband. You know, right, right, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Society and, was different. So true. Yes. 
so different back then. And, you know, you stayed because he was the provider. He was the Mm -hmm. one, you know, taking Mm -hmm. care of the family. And then if you did go for help, you know, your family or your family and your friends, you know, you stay there. You don't leave that man, man, girl. You may not get Mm -hmm. another man. Don't you leave Mm -hmm. Don't you break Mm -hmm. up that home. Regardless exactly. of what the home That's is, right. when you understand our history, we mm-hmm. come from people who were taken and beaten and oh beaten, and they they pass that curse yep. on to mm-hmm. us as a generation. You don't do do what I say, not what I do. What I say, not what I do. You don't have mm-hmm. an opinion. You don't have a voice. And if you have a voice and I don't agree with it, I'm gonna beat it out of you. And mm-hmm. you pass that crap mm-hmm. on. And you wonder why people are so broken. But here's the thing about being broken. We have the power to fix it. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, my. Let's testify, go. sister. Queen Mother, yeah. testify. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Empowerment. And yeah. you know what, ladies? And also, the same, same thing goes for guys as well. Mm-hmm. I was, like, when I was married, I always used to visit my ex mother in law, my ex father in law. When I listened to the words that my ex mother in law used to say to my ex father in law, it hurt me so bad where it was one night I found myself talking to my ex father. We had just had a cut, just, just sitting down, just man, manly talk. And I saw the hurt in this man's eyes. It hurt, it got to me so much. He started crying. We both were just in tears. Mm. Because when you sit and think about all the stuff she said to this man, just tore him down and just made him feel like he was nothing. And I just looked at him and said, man, you got to get out of this. I said, we both in a relationship that's not going anywhere. We both dealing with women that they're not trying to grow. They don't want to grow. They don't want to change their ways, their attitude, or nothing. I said, we got to get out of this, man. It's just not worth it. And... And I remember the day I saw my, my, my father-in-law, matter of fact, it was a year ago when I saw him. This man is totally changed. It's like when he got out of that environment, he got out of that, that negative you know, field in that that relationship. It's like he, he, was, he was a complete changed person because when you leave that environment, you, you, it's like a weight was lifted off his shoulders. And I saw that in him, and it's like I just got emotional about it. I just said, man, I'm glad you escaped that because I said if you stayed in that any longer, that woman would have made you real sick. You probably would have died mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not just the physical part that that'll get to a man. It's the verbal part. It's, it's the mental part. If you if you deal with a person who's constantly saying some things to you and then trying to break you down mentally, that's even mm-hmm. worse because mm-hmm. you can mess around and – in a position where you're being idle or isolated away from family and not That's being right. connected, especially mm. if you're not connected to your, your spiritual soul. Mm-hmm. Not, if you're not connected to God the way you're supposed to be, you stay into your word, stay into his word, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be, and be consistent at it and go into prayer, you know, he'll provide what you need to get out of that situation. It's up to us to see that and get out. And when right. when that happened, and he left out of that, and and I saw him, and I just saw the change in him because I just knew something good was going to happen once he escaped from that relationship. Because when you with someone that that ain't trying to change, and they constantly just 
they want a baby, oh, I love you. When you have something, but you ain't not, you ain't about nothing, and please, ladies, pardon my French, but I say this. When you hear a woman say, nigga, you ain't shit. You ain't about nothing. You ain't going to be a damn Ooh, thing. And you call mm-hmm. all kinds mm-hmm. of things. And, That's a beautiful. And her, it hurts right. me to see that as a man. And I, when I saw that, I'm like, why are you talking to him like this? That nigga ain't and, about shit. He ain't trying to be. You know, I'm like, whoa, whoa. And it whoa. means, you know what I hate too, Ken? I hate when mothers, because you chose to lay with a brother for whatever reason, that was your choice. We have to get the choice. It could be a gift or a curse. Right. When you lay with a man and then you have a son that reminds you of that man. And you tear that son down because that man wasn't all you needed him to be or all he could have been to you. That mm. perturbs me. It pisses me off. It don't perturb me. It pisses me the hell off. Because you don't tear down that child who had nothing to do with his conception oh, except goodness. being here. And you want to tell him how he just like his daddy. Well, what's that saying about his mama? Oh, how dare yeah, you tear yeah. Something of your flesh and your blood and of your womb. How mm, dare you tear mm, him mm. down? And then when he right. gets older and tears somebody else down, you have just planted the seed for a generation of abuse. Because mm-hmm. guess what, Mom? He's not respecting you, and he ain't respecting no other woman because the first woman in his life mm. did not give him what he needed. We have so much power. And and given by God, given by our creator, no matter what nobody say, I don't like when people try to hold people down up under the roof of their church and and nothing against churches, but Mm -hmm. you want to control them. But God gives us the gift of choice. He gives us a right mind. If you have a sound mind, he gives that to us, and he places people in our lives. But we can make or break our children's lives. I've seen women break their children, and now I see broken adults. Mm-hmm. And, and and people are yes, shaking their head. Oh, that's such a shame. It truly is because you don't know their story. And mm-hmm. I and I saw women that I partied with, and even in my in my I call it my cloudy days, my marijuana, my shirt, my purple haze days, whatever. Ain't no shame in my game. Mm-hmm. In my I knew that that wasn't wasn't right. You know, you cannot. You beat a man down, and you beat him down, and then you wonder why he ain't want to go to work and take care of you. He ain't got nothing left to give. You stripped him of everything he could have ever been. Because as women, we are the nurturers. We are the life givers. We can make or break your life with words. We don't have mm-hmm. to lay a hand on you. And and don't be gifted with words and use them for negative purposes, baby. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. So we have a responsibility to ourselves and to our fellow sister and brother. And it's so simple. The first commandment, if you go in our King James Version Bible, is love your neighbor like you love yourself. It's so simple. It's not hard. It takes more energy and more time to hate and to be negative and to be broken. But when you realize you're broken, don't break nobody else. Go get some help. That's right. You know you got a problem before anybody knows. That's right. Mm. 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 Uh -uh. I felt that, Queen Mother. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lydia. Wisdom. Um, That was wisdom right there. I wish, I know you have a lot to do, um, Lydia, but I would really love it if you can, if possible, if you could stay on just a little longer. I have um, another survivor of the domestic violence that, I would love to come on and share their story. 
and as well as um, um, someone else would love to come on and share their story as well that really? just told me. Yeah. Um, so, Lydia, if you is? can stick. Sorry, y'all. I don't mean to be rude, but I saw, um, I think you had a book out, Lydia, that you oh. printed out. I want you to tell us about that a little bit, if, if you can right now, because, you know, when I saw the picture that was posted on your page, and little did I know you was going to come. Well, actually, you did, I knew you was going to come, but I was like, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to ask you about your book. So if, if you don't mind telling us about it and, you know, where can we purchase it and all that good stuff there. Oh, well, I, there's always room for a promotion, Brother Ken. That's another right. another show we're going to have on some balance because I need my coins, too. So listen, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> all right. I have a beautiful book called Blue Fire, Poetic Journey of Our Emotions, and it's more of uh, a laid-back kind of inspirational read. I've been told it's empowering. I've been told it's um, it's full of love. And on the cover, it's, it has love, hate, regret, forgiveness, strength, and growth. And so those are many of the emotions I felt like a lot of us deal with. And uh, it is that. I just did a book signing that was actually pretty successful. It was uh, amazing. You know, it, it was just amazing. So... And so on Amazon, and what I like to do now for um, two of your first chatterbugs, if they're listening, I'd like to give a book and a CD away. So if somebody inboxes you on one set, um, let me know. If not, then, um, you know, I'll sell them to the next person. But I always believe in trying to pay gifts forward because we get what we give. And I want God to smile on everything I do, and I want the universe to just open up um, with an abundance for me so I can be a blessing to my family and other people. So um, it is it is, it is, is a pretty decent book, Ken. It's, it's, the next book I'm working on is actually really raw. <laughs> it's real raw. This is more soft. This is more gentle, clean mother, I guess, type. But the other one, I felt more of a teaching spirit coming through my work, and so I had to uh, just share it and be really raw and honest and um but I'm really proud of it. So if you want that book, if you're listening, um, I would like to bless you with it. I don't have a lot to get, you know, can't afford to give away a lot. But at least one book and one CD. And Blue Fire CD is available. You can inbox me in there, only $10. Um, there's like 14 tracks of music and, and different poems. And really coming from my heart and soul in there, I talk about surviving, being raped as a child on their speech called Retaliation, liberation. Mm-hmm. I talk about as um, my one of my favorite tracks is called "I'm Not My Mother, But I'm a Woman Just the Same." Um, and so it, it's got some good pieces. I was actually able to share some of my pieces at the library, and those people that heard the pieces actually bought the book. Um, they were kind of that impressed and enjoyed it. So thank you for that, wow. Ken. I, I really do that. I'm always so busy on the causes. <laughs> I forget sometimes, but I appreciate that. Um, I'm sorry, um, Lydia. Mm-hmm. Can you can you repeat that again? You said that you will be um, giving a book and a CD free to one of the chatterbugs. Yeah, to the first two chatterbugs, I guess that tag me on there and say they want it, or if they inbox Nakia, um, Nakia and I say inbox in each other. So 
uh, <laughs> inbox her and let her know that if you want it, and I'll definitely um, get get it out to you this week. Okay. All right, guys, Chatterbuzz, um, you out there. Yeah, give a lot of you yeah. out there. Woo. Yes, a lot Woo. of Chatterbuzz, and we have a lot of callers. Um, we have a lot of callers and Chatterbugs out there. And callers, we see you. Uh, we yeah, will definitely be bringing you on, and we have our Chatterbugs. Please um, hit me. Um, I guess what well, you can hit me hey, up first, hey. and then I will let. I will let Lydia know. He meant Hello? You hit me hit you. in a different hit way, you. Ken. Yeah, I don't care. Don't say hit. Hit no. Hey, y'all, let me know on the oh, real. Oh, I didn't hit know you. what I said. <laughs> you know we what, just talking about people. Listen to you. He meant dial that you? number. Dial 724 <laughs> I know I would like to share a piece if you have time. If not, oh, I'll come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. Do, I, we would de- I will hope okay. I would love for you, uh, we would love for you to share a piece. Um I just want because our other caller um has been waiting patiently. Um, oh, take that caller. Take that caller. All right, Bye. and all right, so we're going to go to the caller. Huh? I'm going to get quiet for I was like, oh, God, I'll get away for the interview to uh, the fight her piece and all that, but I guess I guess she, she wants to bring the caller in for she for she does yes, and I'm not and I'm not selfish with the mic. I've got a lot to say, but guess what? So do we all. And if she's a survivor, um, let that queen get her testimony out to hopefully inspire somebody else because before it's about being a poet and being heard. It's about the cause with me all day. So um, I'm honored for the time I was able to be here, okay. and um, I'll, I'll be back. It's all love from the kids. Yeah, you, yeah, you better come back. Now, <laughs> you better come back. I'll let you know when we um, open up that mic for you to share your piece because we would really love to hear it. So you better yes, come indeed. back. You know, we want to hear that piece. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Lily gonna come back, y'all. I'm, 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 I'm gonna sit my behind down somewhere. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm, I'm gonna let y'all have y'all moment now. I'm gonna. <laughs> Ken, I appreciate you, Ken. Ken been supporting since when I was doing the Born to Write show. He would mm. call in, and he was so nervous. And it feels so good to hear you live out loud, Ken. I cannot <laughs> express that enough. Because he used to be so timid, you would not believe it. Oh my God. Mm. And um. But uh, that's oh, nice. Lord. All right. Peace and blessings to y'all. Much the love to you, on here. Mother. Uh, oh. Thank you, Lily. Appreciate the love as always, my sister. I love you. Always. Always. I love y'all, too. Y'all keep your head up. Yes, indeed. Hey, well, Same to you. Love thank you. Here. Love you, too. One love. One love. All right. We are about to bring on author Cindy Smith. And we actually have two New York callers in here. So if you could press the star key and the number eight from your phone, Cindy, so that way I know. Um, okay, here we go. And I want to also let our callers know that we do see you out there, and soon we will be opening up the open mic. I hope you guys are enjoying this discussion because this is a well-worth discussion to hear and be a part of um, yeah, along yeah. with us and the yeah. Chatterbugs and my great host um, for my yeah, great co-host yeah. and my special guest co-host for the evening. Wait a minute. So here we go. Oh, oh, oh. The honor to be here. Thank you. 
Thank yes, you. Yes. Hello. Hello, Cindy. Hi. How are you? We're wonderful. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for coming out and sharing your story with us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm trying to figure out nope. where where I'm going to start the story from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, wherever you would love to start your story from, we are here. We're listening. Well, I guess I started from the beginning. I was a teenager when this um, first had started. I was in a relationship for over 10 years. And let's just say the abuse went from hand play, whereas I was least, I was left with marks on my legs and stuff. I would go to school, and mm. I didn't recognize that that was, you know, abuse. I just figured that, you know, we was love tapping, you know, hit, he was hitting, you know, but he meant, you know, he meant love. Um, which progressed to punching me in the face, and I wear glasses. It broke my glasses, which I could have lost my sight. Mm-hmm. When, oh my gosh. That is, when that incident happened, I also was basically pistol whipped, which I didn't realize that's what he was doing. I knew something mm-hmm. was strange because I knew there was a bag he would carry, and he, did, he came in the house and wouldn't put it down. And I kept mm-hmm. saying, okay, that's strange. Why is he holding his bag real well? And he came in, and he asked me a question, which I'm looking at him crazy, like, okay, what are you talking about? It was jealousy type of thing. And he hit me real quick and ran out the door. Um, When my family saw this, you know, they were home, but I didn't really, like, scream, yell, or anything like that. I was more shocked. Um, I started walking down the hallway, calling out to my father. He saw my face. I didn't see my face. I didn't know how my face looked. He made me go look at my face in the bathroom, and when I looked at my face, all you saw was my eye was black and blue. Mm. It was it was horrendous looking. He was screaming bloody murder. He went to tell other family members that was in the house. They were like, why didn't you scream? Why didn't you let us know that this was going on? Why didn't you pick up something and hit him back with it? And I'm looking at all of them like I didn't want to do that. He's like, you know, my father wasn't appreciating any of this. He said, no, we're calling the police. I'm pressing charges. You don't want to press charges? I'm going to press charges. So he went to commence to call the police. The police came to the house. They looked at my face and they said, okay, we are, do you want to go to the hospital? Me, not knowing any better, I said no. They said, well, look, you can go down to the court and file for order of protection at this point because they said no one has the right to do this to you. And I said, okay, I'll do this. Now, this is the same man I was engaged with. We were supposed to get married. And um, long story short, when we went to court for that order of protection, he he showed up. We went. He did one of those. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. Um, let's get married. You know, I won't even do it. And I listened to it. And mm. it was a person in the court that told me, you never, ever, ever take back an order of protection once you have it because they will tell you anything just for you to drop it. I didn't understand that. Again, I was a teenager. I didn't understand that. So mm. I dropped it. We got back together again, and it again, it happened. This time he tried to choke the life out of me, um, and I didn't know any better. I still wasn't strong enough to realize that this is abuse. You're not supposed to go through this. He shouldn't believe in fingerprints on your face where you can see fingerprints on your face. This is abuse. This is bad. You need to get out of it. So, again, I went to go get an order of protection. This time... 
um, the person said, again, don't cancel this order of protection. You never know what could happen to you. Again, I listened to the hog story. Oh, we're going to get married. You know, you know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I dropped it again. Fast forward from that, we got back together again and again. He tried to do it again. At that point, I was working, and I had a coworker who told me, no man has the right to put your hand on you. You could do bad by yourself. You don't need that man to help you with your family. You can do it all by yourself. Once he told me that, I started seeing things differently, and I wind up getting rid of him. We wind up broke, broke up after the 10 years or whatever, and we have never got back together. It took me years before I even would speak to him because of what he did. And the only reason I speak to him now is because we had, you know, we had a familiar type of relationship. We got kids involved. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can get rid of them. You're going to see them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it took years and a, a lot of apologies years later for me to even just want to be bothered with them. And I say to teenagers, I notice that this is a generational kind of thing that can happen in people's families, whereas you can see one person goes through it. The children can grow up, and they can think that it's okay for them to do it, and it can happen to them too. You know, and I do see that a lot where it happens in people's families where that can happen. So I just say you got to be mindful. Just say you see it happening to a friend. Speak up. Don't be quiet. Mm -hmm. Try to help them through it. Try to get them the help that they don't think they need. Try to push them to say something because it may be the difference of them being here and them being gone. My case, I was just blessed that I wasn't taken off this world because I could have been surely gone. You know, when I talked to the individual about it, they said if someone would have followed them that day, they were prepared to take their life. Hmm. So I'm just glad none of my family members followed to go Mm -hmm. find them. You know, they left it to the authorities to do. So on that note, that's just one of the many stories on domestic violence that's very close to my heart that has happened. Hmm. Thank you for giving me this time to, to... to share that story, you know, when I think back to it, I'm like, ooh, you've been through a lot, girl. <laughs> you've really been through a lot. <laughs> and you're still standing. That's right. Wow. Amen. Amen. But Amen. I forgot, I forgot to put this little bit in there. Um, be mindful of who you tell your stories to when it comes to mm. the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. Sometimes what happens is we feel that, you know, we find another person, we fall in love with them, you know, we share what happens to us. They sometimes, they turn around and they'll use that against you. And they'll mm-hmm. try to do the same thing that you done got over. They'll try to do it too. So that's another warning I take back from experience that I live. Watch who you tell stuff to. Because that next man who say, oh, honey, that's really sad. I wouldn't have did that. They turn around and they could do it too. Mm, okay. So you have to watch it. I've been through some things. When I say I've been through some things, I've been through some things from that first one to another incident of it when I was older. Whereas the person literally was trying to choke me out and threaten to burn me alive in my home. Mm. So when I say this, you have to watch it. And I'll just say that I'm blessed to still be here today to share the stories with everyone. And mm-hmm. even want to let it out 
and speak to people about it. You know, because when you look back, you're like, what was wrong with you? Why wasn't you stronger? You know, why didn't you fight back? Because you're not the same person you was back then you are today. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for Thank sharing you. that um, that extra um, piece to it, because it is true. You do need to be careful on who you share your stories with, and that is that is so true. And um, I'm thankful um, that you were able to come out and share your experience. You know, like I say, a lot of the times when we share our experiences, our stories, our worries, we never know whom we can impact, who we, whom we can help and save. So you never know, you know. Um, I'm glad that you was able to come out and share with us once again. And just hearing some of that is just, you know, mind-blowing um, once again. You know, it's this is something, and I keep thinking about the statistics that Francine provided earlier. It's like on a typical day, a typical day, you're 20,000 calls about abuse that is received, and that is just, that's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. I keep thinking about that. Um, I want to thank you again for coming out, Cindy. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say, Fran and Ken? Oh, um, thanks for asking. I do. I have a question for Cindy. Um, I do recall you sharing that the abusive relationship started when you were but a teenager, correct? And I had done some uh, reviews of several statistics which did indicate that for a lot of abusers, they started being abusive in relationships early uh, before becoming adults. They were either teenagers or some even preteens. And I'm just wondering, were there any red flags? Uh, possibly we have some teenagers that are listening in, um, and that would be helpful for them, things they need to know to look out for. Um, I would say there's red, there was red flags um, flying all around me, but I couldn't mm-hmm. see it because I was in this proverbial love, as we will say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, when I think back to it, and these are some stories I tell my kids now, and they're like, what? That's crazy. That That's just crazy. I said, that's what I thought. You know, you think about it now. When somebody slit their wrist and writes your name in blood on your door, mm. and you're like, oh. you come home to find this, like, okay, who would do this and not realizing that it was your mate? Mm-hmm. And they're in your house waiting for you to come in the house. Oh, my God. And you're saying, okay, what's wrong with you? You know, mm-hmm. you know. So that was that was a clear sign to run the other way, but I didn't run. Mm, wow. um, another mm. sign is they give you gifts, and mm-hmm. they got this presumption of there's cheating going on, and they realize I'm going to take the gift back, and I'm going to set it on fire and mm. throw it out a window, and that's okay. Okay. Wow. You know, it's it, it just so much magnitude, like I said, 10 years mm-hmm. of this. And two, I finally said to myself, enough is enough, no going back, no matter what. They could say whatever they want to say, they could just go. That's it, you're done. And I said, one good thing for me is I never married them. You know, I said that engagement was the longest engagement. <laughs> I let it go. They got married mm-hmm. to another person and continued the cycle. So I said, sometimes wow. it ain't always good to be mm-hmm. thinking you stole somebody from somebody because you never know what they was to that first person. You may get it to you. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what happened in that situation. They got the same thing. It's not worse than I did. Wow. Yes. It's all about healing. Thank you for being so transparent and willing to share your life experiences and testimony of triumph because this is how we overcome and we empower others to overcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Thank you. Ken, is there anything that you would like to say? I guess he's on mute over there. Um, whew, thank you again, Cindy. I, I want to thank you so much. But and uh, now I'm asking, is there anything that you would love to say to Cindy at this time? Oh, to Cindy. Oh, hey, hey Cindy, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> is that your name? I, I call you Cynthia. If that's your, if that's not your name, I'm sorry. I just called the first thing came to mind, but um. I want to thank you for sharing your testimony with us this evening. And that's why I kept myself on mute because I was actually just sitting, just listening to your story and just letting it all just kind of sink in. And it, it takes it takes a lot for someone to really just come out of something like that. So when I kept hearing you say, this dude talking about, let's get married, let's get married, it's like, the bad side, like, okay, you stay in this alone. I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder you. And and it's easy to fall into that trap when you think you're dealing with someone who's all, who they think they're all that and they think they're, they're going to change. And as you can tell, as you got out and they got involved with somebody else and it just got worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful. I'm, I'm thankful to God that you got out of that, that you escaped that, and you're still standing to tell your story to us. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you have told your story to others that are out there who have experienced what you have dealt with in your life, and they came out of that thing because no love that hurts that much is worth losing your life for. It's not. So I want to just say, I just wanted to say that to tell you thank you for just coming on to the show and just you know, sharing your story with us, it, I mean, I really appreciate that very much. And much, 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 much blessings to you and your family. And may the healing still continue to grow. And that's it. I appreciate um, all of you. Um, you know, one one thing I'll, I'll take away is I try to teach the next generation that is not okay. But when you mm-hmm. see it in your own family happening to a loved one mm. and it's reversed basically almost whereas mm-hmm. their victim like you, still a woman but the perpetrator turns it around and made it look like they're the victim so they can get away with it and have them charged and them almost go and lose their life in jail for something they didn't do but they did it mm. to them. That's, that's wicked right there. And I, I saw that too. And this is why I said, you know, sometimes, you know, with me, I don't know if you know, you know, me having breast cancer or whatever, sometimes your memories go from all the treatment or whatever. And mm. I do suffer with that. So when this came back to me, I'm like, whoo, it's like yesterday all over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's good to share. So I'm glad I was able to share um, the memories from it. 
Yes. Thank. Okay. Who is shredding? Yeah. Who or... got torn in the background? Lord. I is shredding or something or a vacuum. Oh, my. Okay. Is that a little toy car in the back? Hey, Francine, you over there shredding something? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, she probably put, somebody put themselves on mute. Um, thank you so much again, Cindy. Um, I know you're busy as well, but I hope you are able to stay um, throughout the rest of the show because soon we will be going into our open mic segment. And I know as well, you know, you write poetry and, you know, maybe there is a piece that you would love to share with us tonight and as well as hear our next um next person that actually grew up in a household of domestic violence. Um, so I am, once again, thank you, Chatterbug, and I will call us. I know you guys are out there, and I hope that you are enjoying this segment because it's a very important segment that we need to take time out for to listen and to be supportive. And um, anything else that we can put to this segment, you know, your words, um, your heart, your mind, your ears, and um, to provide any information that you may have as well as stories of your own or someone else's story. So I hope everyone um, will be taking something from this segment this evening, and hopefully everyone could stay with us through the rest of the evening. I understand if you do have a job or something else to do. I do understand that. So, Cindy, hopefully you can stay with us the rest of the evening. That would be greatly appreciated. And... um, what we're going to do now is I am going to play this quick clip, and when I come back, we will go to our very first um, poet to share their piece, and then I am going to bring on the young lady that grew up in a house of domestic violence. And if you know anyone else, that has a story that they would love to share, uh, come out and listen. Please invite your family and friends out to the show. You guys have the call-in number, the show ID, and all that good stuff, and as well as the link is posted on my page and also any event page. Um, so we're going to go to this clip, and it's about a minute long. Um, this one is titled Love Don't Hurt. So I'm going to play this, and I will be providing the link in the page, and we'll be back for our first poet, and then we'll go into the young lady that grew up in in this situation. All right, you ready, Ken? Yeah. Ready. Ready. ready <laughs> you ready, friend? I, I yes. guess she's out there. So. <laughs> okay. Sorry for that interruption. I just... <laughs> It was a charger. Um, well, actually, a Bissell, and it was sequenced the power on, so I had to <laughs> I apologize, everyone. I, I really mean that. Sorry about that. I got to figure out this mute button on this phone, so when it happens... <laughs> You don't have to witness oh, that. Pretty, Sorry. That's okay. That's fine. That brings that's a little funny. That brings something funny to the table. God, no, we all serious on this matter, but we got to bring a little laughter into <laughs> the table. We got yes. to, got to, because yes. I mean, you know, I'm just glad nobody's like 
shedding tears, crying, all this little stuff right now because I, I can't take a woman crying too much. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I remember mm-hmm. I had to put myself on me. I'll be crying in the background. Y'all ain't going to hear it because I have no music. Now, come okay. on. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. We're going to go into this quick clip and we'll be back. All right. Eyes wide shut. I had a dream. I got you last night. Young for your essence, so I'm lacking your presence. I'm like, so much Just knowing that you were in my life helped me translate the sense of solidity that the things that you left on Your lips whispered not not to mine, so I had no choice but to let you in. Yet this was more than just a physical attraction. You were my son, and I was the earth that surrounds you. You were my closest friend. Butterflies played hide-and-seek in my stomach, and I felt like a kid all over again, climbing over obstacles as there were monkey bars and conquering hard times and laughter. With your love pumping through my veins, I was sure that I could project a happily ever after. Until I woke up. And I realized I was never in love with you, but I was in love with your potential. Okay, um, I'm going to, yeah, that was a very short um, piece and video. Um, it's titled, Love is Not Supposed to Hurt. And yeah. I will let you you guys know that once you see this video, it would be very um, hard as well to take in because the young lady is, you know, sharing her experience. And with the words that's coming out of her mouth as she thought this would be happily ever after. Um, And it's showing her laying down, but and it showed one side of her face. And then when she goes to the mirror, the other side of her face is black and blue. Mm. Um, Wow. Yeah, it's it's terrifying. Very graphic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very graphic. It's kind of like what I had posted on, on the event page. Oh, yes. I posted yes, I that, and that. I couldn't pass it up because when that you image. said that, Woo. I thought about what I posted. I said, ooh, I'm thinking the same thing. Only the only difference is mm-hmm. my picture, yours a video. So, hey, who's on point? A picture yes. is worth a thousand words. Oh, yes. It's yes, a message it across strong. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm going to post this um, right now on the event page. And it leaves also with a um, a very great message at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you guys get a, a moment, you know, please check that out as well. And okay. I, I see as well that um, our Chatterbug 
Cotton Carpenter um, mentioned that her 14-year-old came home and was able to catch some of the show. Um, hopefully none of this will ever apply yeah. to her, but she needed to hear it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You say Cotton? Yes. Our friend Cotton You know what? Oh, did she, has she ever called into this show? Yeah, she has. Oh, because now, the mm-hmm. reason I say that, I remember some some years ago on a, I, think, I don't know if it was a group page or something, I remember her sharing her story via Facebook. I don't know, but it might have been in the group page. I suppose I can't quite remember, but I remember her sharing her testimony of what she went through in an abusive relationship as well. And I wish I, I wish I was on a computer and go back to that, but that's, that's a little too far for me to go back. But I remember her telling her story, and every time you mention her name, I keep thinking about her her story. And I wish mm-hmm. she was the came on and, and tells her story as well because she's a, she's a survivor too. Mm. And, uh, I, rem- I uh, it just it just came to mind just that just that quick. So uh, wow, awesome. I thought I'd say that. Now, what were you about? To, what were you about to share with us besides the video and was it something else? No, I was just mentioning, you know, that Cotton Computer, um, her daughter, was able to listen in on the show, and um, you know, I that means a lot. You know, we need to have. Um, our children, our friends, our family, you know, yeah. to come out and listen to a message like this from us all um, because this is something, again, that needs to be heard and not constantly be putting your head in the sand, you know. Right. That's why, like, that title of the event, and actually my mom provided me that title. It was, like, 99 plus one word, and that one is stop. You know, it equals uh. stop. Hey, thanks, Mom. Yes, thank you. I was like, like, what can, you know, I wanted to get something that would grab Mm -hmm. people's attention. And great mind. Yes. And I was like, Mom, (laughs) she's like, you're always doing this to me. I'm like, I know I just come out of it, out of the blue. Like, Mom, I need help with this. And she could be busy. (laughs) She could like the kid. But, you know, she always helped me. And uh, she's so supportive. And I love my mom. That's that's my best friend. And she's like, and then when she came up with that, I'm just like, wow, I love that. You know, 99 plus one words. And then, you know, that's when I put at the end, like, domestic violence equals stop. So that was that one word to make that 99 hold to 100. Mm. So, you know, we we need to put this message out there. You know, yeah. we can't always be blind to this. This is something that happens all the time. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to go to our very first poet, and I believe this, oh, we have some more chatterbugs out there. Oh, we have a lot of chatterbugs out there. (laughs) I know we have James Ellaby with us, of course, Fran Fran, um, Cotton, Crystal, um, Softly Spoken. Yeah, Crystal, we have Softly Spoken. Um, Crystal, call in the show. I'm sorry, call in. Um, Shy Romance was out there. She may have got, um, I don't know, interrupted, but we have Guest 17, Guest 18, Guest 19. If you could let us know who you are and as well as where you're logging in from, that would be great. 
Um, yes. So thank you, Chatterbugs. We have a lot of Chatterbugs tonight and a lot of um, callers out there. So thank you so much for allowing us to come into your homes, into your hearts, into your ears. Thank you so much for that. So I don't think anyone – I just met this lady. Um, and <laughs> I'm just going to say Jill Scott, but she will let everyone know her um, real name. It, it was a little joke that she had going on. So basically when you change your name on Facebook, they you have to keep it for like 60 days. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's so funny when me and her became friends. And I'm like, hi, Jill, you know, how are you? Because I always love to greet um, my new friends and, of course, my old friends. But I'm just like, how are you? She's like, oh, it, that is not my name. And she told me her real name. She's like, I have, I'm stuck with it for 60 days. Um, but I had a chance. To, she actually just started writing, I think, if I'm correct, this past February. Um, and she used, you know, very, yeah, very therapeutic. And she sent me, because um, we was having problems with me trying to get to, to listen to it. So she sent me a recording through the message. And, oh, my goodness, you guys will love her. Um, I'm going to bring her on now. And she's from Oklahoma. And here we go. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. Um, yes, the whole Jill Scott story is true. My real name is Rhonda, <laughs> but I go by Wildflower the Poet. It was it was just a crazy fluke, so be careful what you do on Facebook, really. <laughs> hey, hey, Jill Scott, a.k.a. Rhonda, a.k.a., uh, I don't know. Wildflower. Wildflower. Wildflower, yes, love it. Wildflower, yeah. wildflower, uh, wildflower. I don't know about wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, okay. So what you about to bring is gonna be whoa. I'm done. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> before I before I jump to the piece, I know it's open mic, but before I jump to the piece, I listened to these ladies' story and it moved me. Like I've been sitting here wiggling in my seat. I can't wait to share this piece with y'all. It's gonna kind of sum up everything everybody went through. This is part of my truth. So I'm gonna just get on um, straight to the piece. It's called Dream. Dream oh, on, dream on, okay. my love. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I can tell you a character. That's cool. <laughs> I am too. Okay, I'm putting myself on mute. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, gosh, you have the mic. Um, I don't know. I'm still going to wind up calling you Jill Scott, but you, you have the that. mic. <laughs> you have the mic, Wildflower. Go ahead. I thought I had found the man of my dreams. He was tall and handsome and everything that I thought a man should be. So for over a decade, I slept. I remained in an unconscious state just to be with him. See, my dream was for him to love me, to love me with his whole heart, to love me in spite of my flaws. I used to have a saying, funky draws and all. (laughs) I dreamed of peace and balance. The Libra in me needed harmony. I already know that life is full of stress. But no added strife, please. And also wanted happiness. And what that means to me is I'd have the freedom to laugh and to play. To be that unsubmersible spirit that enjoys the music that nature creates. You know when the birds sing and the wind blows, making the trees dance to their rhythm. And I wanted to share all of that with him. That was my dream. But in my unconscious state, I thought my dreams were reality. Then reality's ugly alarm blared, waking me from my dreams like my mom used to do if I went to bed and the kitchen wasn't clean. 
So I got up and fighting through that morning haze, I was so shocked to realize that my reality did not reflect my dream state. Instead of love, sometimes he was just so mean, violent, and disrespectful. Not at all that sweet and funny guy that he was in my dreams. I had the hands of a six-foot-four man that could palm a basketball, wrap around my throat as he looked me in my eyes and he squeezed, and then he shook. I remember the light of consciousness filling, my, filling the room and my dreams began to fade. This can't be real. I can't be awake. There was no peace. Unless you count that side piece that he had the baby with or the piece that he held on me when I found out about it. The only piece I had was knowing that if he pulled the trigger, it would all be over. My unconscious state would be filled with light forever. He took the happiness that I had in my heart and turned it into misery and hate. Didn't skip one beat making sure his insecurities weren't reflected on me. The smile that I had on my face from talking with an old friend was quickly wiped away with a choke slam, dragging me more and more towards the light. I almost got lost in that darkness. Never been afraid of the dark, just what was in it. And that fear is what kept me unconscious, afraid to fight for my light. And then here comes another push. Here comes another shove. And then the door gets kicked in. According to him, all of this is in the name of love. Then I got desperate. I couldn't live like that no more. He wouldn't let me go, and he promised he would kill me if I leave. So I thought about doing it myself. I'm so glad it was just a dream, and that's that piece. Mm. Whoa, I'm wow. finished. Okay. Yes. Wow, fire. I don't know about flower. I know about the fire. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. That was, a whole, that was a nightmare. I don't know about no dreams. That was a nightmare that no person should yeah. ever live. Mm-hmm. That fantasy we have is like, oh, it's a fantasy. It's a dream that I see. I read my books. But the reality of it is like hell. Yeah. This man supposed to bring love into this life of mine, and this joker brought nothing but hell into it. Mm-hmm. How can you say you love me and you keep putting your hands on me and you want to do some bodily harm to me? Mm-hmm. How can you say this is love? This is not what love is supposed to feel like. Love is supposed to be peaceful, kind, and mm-hmm. pure harmony. What you bring is nothing but grief, pain, and sorrow. You call this a dream? Say nothing but a nightmare. A nightmare that I'm glad you got rid of. So now you can live your dream without the nightmare. That's my free time. Yes. <laughs> I survived. That's all that matters. Yes, ma'am. That was beautiful, though. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, did you put yourself on mute? I am. Yeah, I didn't want to um, interrupt, you know. Um. Interrupt? Look, you should have kept my piece. I can do that, too. I got a piece I want to share with y'all, but it might not be about, you know, nothing abusive, but. I can tie it to it. And I've actually I shared it with I actually I inboxed Nakia on it yesterday. I I don't know if I got any feedback on it, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys right quick what my little small piece is. And I actually wanted her to share it on the event page, so um, I have no title for it. 
it just goes like this. Nothing worse than to be with someone with no feelings for you and take your heart away without thinking twice about it. Walking away without giving a damn make you feel empty inside. You ripped away the fabric of a man's life, watching him bleed, and you show no mercy. Messing with his thoughts, abusing his love for you, and all he ever wanted was to share his love. Separating him for what matters most to him was his heart. Without it, he withers and dies. Come back and mend your broken heart with his. No one should walk in this world alone with a broken heart nor a weakened spirit. That was my Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Honest, I was, that was I awesome. Was, I was also sharing it on the show at first because, you know, I knew that it you know, you ladies were gonna bring some powerful stuff up to this show. And it's it's you guys that's really stepping up this time around. You know, I was hoping there'll be a, a fellow brother come in and kind of chime in with us on this. But I stand in the gap for my guys, so, you know, I'm just glad that you women coming out and just really just pouring into into tonight's show. And even though we into the poetry part of the section of the show, I love it when when a victory uh, story is being told. That just lets me know that God is doing his thing in your life despite the hell you went through. And, you know, when he has his hands on you, as a guarantee you're going to survive and you're going to live. Provides what we need, even through the midst of our storms and even in our weakest moment where we feel like that, that hope is lost. Hope is never lost. It just takes us a minute to open up our eyes and see where our help really comes from, you know. Right. That's right. And um, I have our chatterbug um, that was responding to Miss Jill Scott, a.k.a. Rhonda, a.k.a. Wild Fire, Wild Flower, and and Wild Whoa. Um, yeah, they were saying wow. that piece is <laughs> powerful, powerful piece, and wow, with a whole uh, a lot of explanation points. I knew you guys would enjoy her. Um, like I said, I had the opportunity to hear her first. Nah, 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 nah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that she was able to come out tonight and, um, you know, share that with us. And hopefully she – will you be able to stay with us um, for the rest of the show? And yeah, hopefully we. Okay, because hopefully we could get into a speed round um, after we get to our individual pieces and take out the show with a speed round um, for domestic violence and as well as cancer awareness um, for the month of October, but not just October for every day. Y'all want another domestic violence piece? Um, if you have another piece that ties into the show, that's fine. Or even if you have something about love, something about support, um, anything about a fighter, you know, just anything. Like that would well, be great. I'll drop that piece that I shared with you because that's the most what I'm the most proud of is that even though I went through all of that, I still believe in love. And that piece that I shared with you is what my vision of what love is supposed to be like. So I'll go there with that. Nice. Yes, I would love nice. to hear that piece. Yeah. All right, guys. Wow. Um, very emotional, touching show once again. 
And I am just going to sit you over there, Miss Wildfire, put your flames out a little bit. And All right. um <laughs> thank you. Uh hey, Nakia. Nakia. Yes. Nakia. Yes. I know you can't see my hand, but I'm waving my hand at you. Hey, um you know what? I know this is kinda of last minute, but uh I thought about a song we ought to end the show in. Now Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all are familiar with Tasha Cobb's "Break the Chain." Mm. When I'm mm. thinking about when I think about these stories that's being told tonight, mm-hmm. some chains had to be broken. And I just want I, I hope you can find it YouTube whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a, there's a short version to the song, but then there's a long version to a song to that song. That's one okay. song I, I want you to share at the end. When we wrap this show up, I want you to share that song for our listeners out there tonight because despite the abuse that that anybody has been in, men and women, mm-hmm. those chains can be broken. Yeah. They can be broken. Yeah. Because yes, what the yes. enemy would do, what the enemy would do, will plant in your head to make you think that you can't come out of what you're dealing with. And we know that that was a lie. Mm-hmm. That chain could be broken. If you trust if you trust and believe in what the Father has spoken to you, that chain could be bro- broken. That generational curse can be broken. Yeah. So... I thought I'd bring that to your attention because I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, I was still listening to to wild. I call it wildfire. That's, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. I call it wildfire. <laughs> Chill skies. Uh, what was the other what was the real name? I'm gonna call her Amanda. You're gonna have a bunch of names coming out of my mouth. I'm really. I'm. I apologize. You're gonna have a bunch of names coming out of my mouth. I don't know which is the right name. So you know, Facebook be messing stuff up, and you know, and you know when. We get ready to put some stuff out there. Facebook want to just interrupt it, and they'll want to hear the truth on what we what we feel as poets. So, uh, as I just want so, and also it was something that Fran has shared. I think I saw on your page, mm-hmm. and I'll probably, uh, I probably I don't know if you posted on the big page, but I I saw it on your page and. If I get a chance, I'll look back at it and try to read a little bit of it. If not, you can read it because I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, it was very, sure. It showed, let me, let me tell you what the, what I'm telling you. It was a picture of a burning house. When I saw the house engulfed in flames, I was like, whoa. And then when I read what you put, and I thought about, you know, what we talked about. Yes. I was like, whoa. Got something going there, friend. You got something going with that. That I like. Yeah, that. it's like you know. Sometimes a, a picture, it is truly worth a thousand words to get that message across. You know, it, sometimes it helps in, in a greater way than words could ever tell. Wow, um, I would definitely check out that that picture as well. Um, what I'm about to do is. Bring on, actually, I am, my mother is coming on the show. Wow. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome on the show. 
Yes, Mom, this is... Mom better bring some cookies on the show. She better bring some cookies and some milk. <laughs> Be like Brandon Mac. Bring some milk and cookies. <laughs> I'm I'm so um, like this means a lot to my mom and as well as to me that she is, you know, willing to come on the air and share this um, part about her life. And I'm about to bring her on now. And hello. Hello. Can you hear me, mom? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, chatterbugs and callers, and to my special guest, co-host Francine, and my co-host Thank Kendrick is me. on the line. You're welcome. And um, I'd like to welcome my mom. Um, I don't know what name she would like to go by, but I'll say mom. So you guys <laughs> that want to call her we mom, that's fine, too. Welcome. Welcome, <laughs> mom of Lady home. Nakia. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no problem, so, Mom. Okay, Mom. Uh, we appreciate you coming on to the show. I am the nutcase of co-host of your daughter, Nikia, and also one of her closest friends, Ken. I don't know why she actually called my real name, so I think we can. <laughs> so how yeah, are you doing today, ma'am? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> She's a little she bit under the weather too. Uh huh. She's she's a little bit under the weather too, so she sounds a little stuffy. Oh, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you there, Mom. Like I'm same way. Good health to Mom tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, hey, Mom. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I have some chatter. I have chatterbugs too in the room. Say um, hi, mom from Crystal, and hey, Nikia's mom from Jane. Um, and Crystal said yes. He admits he's a nutcase. That's right, Ken. Uh, yes, he is. I. What? I am. And we will be getting to you callers. We have Southwest Ohio and then Florida. And our other callers, just press star eight from your phone, and we will gladly bring you on for the open mic segment. And, Mom, the mic is yours uh, whenever you're ready to share your story with us. Take it away. Okay. I was a child who was birthed in an abuse family. My father, it was like uh, a game. I felt it was a game in my mind right now. Because he used to come home and tell us to go upstairs while he beat on my mother. Mm. Uh, if one of us came downstairs, he would tell him, if you want what she got, you can come. I used to look at her. She would shake her head. Go back. Go back. I got to the point, and I, I don't Mom, you cut out. Are you there? Hello? Yeah, she kind of cut out. It's like you cut out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Ding, 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 
She is going to be um, calling back in. Hold on one second, guys. Go ahead, Hello, Hello, if you have some information to share, Fran or Ken. Oh, sure. Um, I do have some more statistics. Uh, and these are the national statistics, and you can find them if you go online, uh, visit the following website, the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Uh, the presence of a gun in a domestic, domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide by 500%. And I'm going to repeat that. The presence of a gun in a domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide by 500%. Next, intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crimes. Women between the ages of 18 through 24 are most commonly abused by an intimate partner. 19% of domestic violence involves a weapon. Domestic victimization is correlated with a higher rate of depression and suicidal behavior. Only 34% of people who are injured by intimate partners receive medical care for their injuries. I repeat, only 34% of people who are injured by intimate partners receive medical care for their injuries. And I just want to conclude with saying, in reference to that last statistic, the reason why only 34% of people who are injured by intimate partners receive medical care for their injuries is the following. Because too many victims of domestic violence abuse are afraid and therefore do not report these incidents. So I I must repeat, I can't say it enough to any and all who are listening, for anonymous confidential help 24-7, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. I repeat, for anonymous confidential help 24-7, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And that number is 1-800-799-7233. I repeat, 1-800-799-7233. Thank you. And please share this information with others. Thank you, Fran. Yes. You're Thank welcome. you so much for that, Fran. Thank you. Hey, um, hey where mom, mom at? Where mom at? She's here. I'm about to bring her on now. Uh, okay. On. Okay. You're back, Mom? Hello? Uh, yes. We can hear you. As I was saying before, that was brought up in a family of domestic violence. It was to the point where my father was like 6'3", had a big hand. My mother, petite, and she would always say to us, I want you to see how your father is. But then I would say, I already know how he is. Why can't we leave? But back in those days, 
There was nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe to a family friend, but they didn't want to get involved. Mm. We come back home. He's sitting in the dark, waiting, like a predator. Oh my gosh! He would get her, same routine, go upstairs, and you could hear the cracking of a chair across my mother's back. Mm. You could hear the punch that would go in her face. We're standing upstairs. You figure my brother, he would come downstairs. No. It was always me trying. It got to the point my father even beat on my oldest sister. He took his raw fist and punched her and punched her. And it got to the point my mother came with a cleaver and hit my father in the head. He turns around, looks at my mother, and asks her, how could you? She told him, that's my child. She won't end up like me. My mother has, was blind in one eye and could not hear out the other mm. because of him. She had broken ribs. She wouldn't go nowhere. She'd wake up the next morning with eyes swollen, black eyes. Anything that a woman of abuse, of a size man, this is what we went through. If we hear his truck or anything, everybody would run or sit quiet, not to pick our heads up to even look at him because we didn't know from day to day what he's going to do to one of us or to my mother. But his main aim was on my mother. I don't know how she did it. She was a strong woman. I used to ask her, we got to leave. You know, no. The abuse my mother went through, and I tell anyone now, y'all have more advantage than my mother did. Mm. Take advantage of that. She survived all those bruises, but the way it's going down now, these mm-hmm. women aren't. As for me, I broke that chain because the one time somebody hit me, it was a done deal. Mm. My mother told me, you let no man hit you. You will not be me. And that's how every day when I hear or I see a man, or if I hear about it, something inside of me blares up because it's still there. It's every day I walk with this hurt because I wish it had been different. Mm. I wish I had that family where my father went better than when he was. I wish my mother could have had that love for my father was supposed to be, but it wasn't. So she turned that love towards us to tell us little things, to whisper in our ears and stuff like that. To this day on, I get very riled up when someone is going through that, and it's needless. So anybody out there, please listen. Listen real good 
Red flags pop up. Please listen. Do what you have to do. Walk away. Get a plan. Please don't go through what my mother went through. And I want to tell everyone out there, thank you for listening to my story. And uh, have a blessed Mm -hmm. life. And women and men, please be strong and walk away. Mm -hmm. Please walk away. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Oh, my. Thank you, Mommy. You're welcome. take over for a moment. I have to step forward. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I just want to say to all listeners, all of the callers out there, um, this topic here, which we're discussing tonight, it's so very significant. Um, You just heard a real survivor's Testimony, an eyewitness account testifying of what it was like to live in a home where society dictates were different than they are today. Back then, in that time, women stayed in abusive relationships and they were encouraged to grin and bear it. I remember hearing stories from my grand aunt about how they were told to grin and bear it. The man could talk down or uh, speak in a very condescending manner to them. There was nowhere they could go. If they went to their pastors, if they went to the pastors, the pastors possibly could have been abusers themselves to their own wives. So there was not a strong support system in society such as there is today. And as we were being told, um, mom uh, admonished us. She said, listen, women, take full advantage of what you have today. Because years ago, we didn't have this. They didn't have a place they could run to for help. There was no hotlines even that you could call 24-7 and get help, and you could be anonymous. Um, when when you went to your best friend, your best friend might tell your husband who was abusing you that you came to them. It was a whole different type of environment, and it was a climate where abuse was accepted as a social norm. Men 
could do it and get away with it. The law even didn't, uh, you know, there were no laws in place like there are today for women. Um, So I just want to urge every caller tonight, please, if you know someone, maybe they're afraid, maybe they are just so mentally and emotionally bound where they won't even cry out for help. If you know someone that's in a domestic abuse violence situation, help them. Uh, You can remain anonymous. You can be confidential, and there is confidential help available 24-7. Please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It doesn't matter where you are located, where you reside, what state or what city. This is the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and they will assist you and direct you to where your friend or yourself can go and get help. That number is 1-800-799-7233. I repeat, 1-800-799-7233. And I'm going to turn this mic back into the hands of Lady Nakia and uh, co-host Poet Ken. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey. All right. Hey. You, um, you, you okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. I know, this is, I know this is a very emotional moment right now. I mean, I'm hearing the sniffles in the background, so, you know, I'm like, you know, hey, you know, this was one, this was one, of one, one like I said, this, this, I knew this was going to be like this, you know, tears are going to be shed because it's one of those subjects that, like I said, we we can't you no know, we can't like put it on the back burner. I'm just glad that we have opened up our our platform for everyone to come and share their their testimonies and their stories and how to be survivors here in 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 this world. Even you've been through the even you've been through the the hellacious of stuff in relationships and and this is why this is why domestic abuse. You know, affects the family because when you live in that fear, day after day after day, with an abuser living in your house, mm. and you wit and you a witness to that, that that's like fear in a, in a child's heart. It really does. I mean, you because you start wondering to yourself, like, is is this person going to hurt me too? All characters, all characters, a woman. You wonder yourself, like, is this woman going to hurt us? Like he's hurt, like she's hurting daddy, and then vice versa. Okay, daddy hurting mama. And what's worse, if if daddy turns on us and hurt us, you know, that's something that nobody should ever have to deal with. And you know, and you know, back in those back in those days, you know, I don't know too much about you no know, back in the heyday. I just know based on like my experiences and all that. We hear folks say, you know, you know, stay with that man. It's gonna get better. And me, as me as a child, back in I say in the mid '80s, when you know, when my mother, you know, had been through an abusive relationship with my stepfather, I remember a time where I came home from school, and neighbors came to my mother's house. I didn't know what the heck was going on. And when I saw 
how my mama was beaten. When I saw what happened to her, that messed it with my mind tremendously. Mm. Because I'm like, you know, I'm already growing up without a father figure in my life. You know, wasn't sure of what man to turn to. I wasn't sure of going to my pastor or go to a male figure to talk to this. No, talk to anyone about the subject. I wasn't sure because I didn't know what love was really all about. You know, I always thought of love being something that was pure and just gentle because that's what I grew up on. I grew up on reading reading the Word of God a lot. And, you know, I just remember, you know, the love covered a multitude of sin. But when you see the abuse that this person did to someone you love, it makes you doubt sometimes. It 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 makes you scared sometimes. And when I when I saw what happened to my mom, it it hurt me. And you know, as a child, I'm just like, this ain't this ain't this ain't what I visualized. I said, Lord, this ain't what I visualized. God, this ain't what I visualized. Why would a man? And I ask questions like, why would a man do this to a woman? Why would any man hit a woman? Because to me, that shows a sign of weakness on that man. If a man came face up with another man, and, you know, and you know, take his issue, and he got to find somebody he thinks is weak, and that's a woman, and take out his frustrations and whatever delicious thing that's going through his mind, and hit that woman, and not, not for him to think twice that how much is this affecting that woman and how much is affecting his, his kids, when you're an abuser, you don't think those things because you have. It seems like you're heartless. You have no heart. You have. You have nothing. You don't care. You just like screw it. I don't care what you yeah. think. I'm yeah. gonna beat you until I feel like I feel better. And you yeah. never feel better. You never recover because whatever's hurting you, whatever you're holding on to in your heart, yeah, the, that, that abuser don't realize that how much hurt he's putting on that person and how much it's hurting him because he's fearing something. That's a guarantee. He's fearing something. He's fearing something for him to do that and vice versa with a woman. She's fearing something that when God taps into our potentials and when the enemy sees that, it strikes fear in him. And they will do all they can. Keep you down, keep you battered, bruised, and you have to dig down deep sometimes to say, get out of this one way or another. And it's a struggle sometimes. It really is. But once you get out of that, you're broken, free from that that abusive relationship, that chain's been broken. I say it again, it feels like the weight of the world is off your shoulders. When you're away from that mess, when you're away from that hellacious relationship, you feel freedom. You feel free. And even if you come across that person, you won't be fearful the next time around. But if that joker tries again, you won't allow him to do what he did before. You have help that's around you. You got people that got your back who know you who have seen you struggle with this. They don't allow that person to hurt you. 
And if that person that did abuse you, if it happened, and they realize what they done was completely wrong, they may come and apologize, maybe. But if they don't, pray for forgiveness anyhow, because it'll lift the weight off your shoulders. You'll feel free. Once you pray for forgiveness, never hold on to something that made you bitter. I don't care how bad that person beat you. Never hold on to that too long because that can make you feel bitter as a person and it it, it can it can mess you up. So I wanna thank Nikia's mom for coming on to this show and sharing her testimony. And you know, I felt I felt I felt the pain. I felt I felt it all. I felt that I I felt it all, and I'm just, I'm just thankful that she was strong enough to tell her story and live to tell it. Because if it weren't for God's grace and mercy over all our lives, we wouldn't have made it as far as we are now and be able to tell our story. Thank you, thank you so much, Francine and Kim. Um, thank you, I want to thank and your mom. You're thank you both. You're welcome. I want to thank everyone out there um, again for coming out and um, being here during this um, this topic that needs to be touched on on a daily basis. And I want to thank you guys for your patience um, out there wanting to share your pieces and um, poem and poetry with us as well as experiences and stories. I I know that Southwest Ohio did drop off and they're back on. So we're going to bring the artists on, Southwest Ohio, um, then Florida, then James Ellaby, and then um, we will be bringing back on Joe Scott, <laughs> and then as well as Cindy. And then uh, my co-host for the evening, it would be great for you guys to share. Um, uh, I'm not sure, Ken, if you have another piece, but if you like, you can share another one, and um, you as well, Francine. And then after we get to the individual poems, we will do um, a speed round, and then as well as in the show with the song by uh, Tasha Cobb and... I just wanted to do real quickly, um, Gary Malone, a.k.a. Wayne Dog, was on for a while. Um, He wanted to share his story as well, but he had to go. Um, But um, he was wanting to join the conversation uh, for he had a cousin that was murdered because of domestic violence. Um, A former boyfriend shot and killed her. October 3rd, 2003, in front of her only child who was eight years old at the time. To tell, he wanted us to tell our listening audience that physical abuse always starts verbally because the Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue. Hands and guns are conduits by which the power of death is delivered. The power of life can be spoken. Remember when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead by simply speaking 
and doctors administer the power of life through medicine and surgery. But both life and death from a doctor starts with a spoken diagnosis. If nothing else, tell your listeners to not tolerate verbal insults or constant verbal abuse. True love does not tear one down with words. Whether they believe or not, tell them to insist on giving and receiving love according to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Uh, that is his story that he wanted to share with us this evening. And, um, Lord have mercy. And then, uh, there was a poem that my sister shared on the page earlier on my page. And I went to share it. In the event page, um, let's see, I know it's in here. We have a, let's see, let's see. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. I'm just looking at that burning house. I just went past Francine. Hmm. You know, I have to say, like, that was so hard, you know, for my mom to share Mm -hmm. her story. And it, you know, and, you know, to have children live in that situation is, oh, my gosh. And you can see the evidence from it. You know, this was so many years ago, but it is still scars that my mom lived with. And no matter how many times she speak about it, you know, it it still hurts her. It hurts her a great deal um, for her to live through that and to see this. And I will tell you one thing, and Crystal said in the chat room, she said, you know, your mom and your grandmother is strong women. And I totally agree with that because, you know, my grandmother chose to stay, you know, um, because I – I guess in her own way of where she will always tell her children, I want you to see how your father is, but she never talked bad about him, mm-hmm. you know, and she was strong to endure that. And then it was really nowhere where she can go for help. Mm-hmm. You know, as my mom mentioned, you know, a lot of your friends back then did not want to get involved. You know, your family members didn't want to get involved. They would just stay, you know, you just stay. And even though my grandfather took my grandmom through this, my grandmother still loved him, you know. Um, Mm. She still loved him regardless of what he did to her. And, you know, it was just very emotional. Every time I hear it, it it just, you know, it broke me down because I know what my mother, you know, I wasn't there, but... When she shares her story, I could feel it, and it feels like I'm there because I feel the hurt. I feel it. And, um, you know, also Crystal said that she was in tears. I mean, it's it's a lot to deal with, and I thank God that I did not live in a situation like that. I mean, I did see, you know, from thinking back where my mom spoke upon where there was someone that was trying to be abusive to my mom. And I can remember being a little girl, this 
the guy would not mm. stop trying to get into the house. Um, and I remember he would always, and, and you know, you find those abusers try, if you have kids, they would try to, you know, the, the kid don't at that time don't really see nothing wrong. It's like, you know, you're not sure what's going on. So, you know, right. they would try to butter you up. and Oh, come just open the door or, you know, I have something for you. And especially if you know the person. You know, and they never hurt you or anything, but you didn't, you're not aware of what they're doing to your parents, you know, whether it's man or woman. And But I know, I'll tell you one thing, I, I may have not been aware that quickly, but after a while it's, it was scary because he would not stop trying to get into that house to beat on my mom. So, you know, that is a scary situation, and then it turned into be like a little stalkerish um, where he will come over all times of the night or hit on the window or, you know, it's it's scary. It's a mm-hmm. scary situation, and my mom did not want – she did not deal with that. My mom was a freaking fighter, okay, and she's still a fighter to this day. And um, – <laughs> You know, he tried to put them hands, and I think he actually did hit her one time, but I bet you he never hit her again. And she never allowed him back in her life or her children's life. And I I thank my mom for that. And she always told us, you never allow a man to touch you, hit you, be verbally abusive. Mm -hmm. Um, Even to this day, my mom will get you. (laughs) She don't care how old her kids are. You're not touching her kids. You're not doing it, and you're not going to be verbally abusive to her kids. So it was, uh, yeah, it it was definitely, it was a lot. And um, I just want to say I want to thank you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for joining in. And um, thank you. I'm about to bring on Southwest Ohio. Then we're going to go to Florida, um, James Ellaby, and it looks like we lost Cindy. Hopefully she'll call back. And then we'll go to Jill Scott and then Ken and Francine, if you all have pieces. I'm not too sure if I'm – I'll probably share something, but I'm not too sure. Um, Welcome, Keith. Guest 21, Cotton still out there, Crystal, James, Fran, all you guys out there in the chat room. Mm -hmm. But we're going to bring on Southwest Ohio. Hello. Welcome. Unmute yourself. Hello, Southwest Ohio. They're still in queue? Yeah, they're still here. They might have their cell phone mute. Okay, Southwest, Southwest Ohio. Ohio. All right, we'll come back to you because I know they was on here earlier and had their hand raised and they um, got disconnected and called back in. So Southwest Ohio, I will be coming back to you. Um, maybe you're not interested in talking anymore. I think I know who it is, but maybe I'm, it might be someone else. <clears throat> if you're interested in um, sharing, ooh, sharing your poem, your piece, story, or anything, just hit star eight from your phone, and I will definitely come back to you. All right, we're going to go to Florida. Hello, Florida. Is this good lady of love? Yes, Colin. Good evening. Good evening, dear mm-hmm. queens. And good evening. How are you? Good, good evening. evening. Good I, evening. 
This is Lady of Love from the Poetry Concert and Poetry in Love over Block Talk Radio. And I am just in, I don't know, I am in such a quandary of confusion uh, trying to figure what piece to to speak. Um, um, I, I never been in physical abuse like that, but um, I can remember as a young woman, well, I wasn't even grown, I was a teenager, of housing our neighbor. She had three little boys, and um, at first the husband was okay, I guess, you know, I'm I'm still a kid myself, so what do I know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so um, all of a sudden this man took to beating on this woman, and I can remember one night them flying down the stairs to our apartment, and we heard all of the commotion, and we knew what was going on, and I had permission from my mom because my dad was sick at the time. I had permission from my mom to open the door for them, the three little boys, and the, the mother came in, and we all had to bunk up together and, you know, so that we could sleep, you know, them. And um, it went on and it went on and went on, and we moved. And I later ran into her. I'm a grown woman now, and I later ran into her. And, um, you know, she was telling me about her, you know, her boys and stuff, and she was so proud of them. When the two of them had gone into the service or something like that, and then, and then, one of them jumped in front of the train. Mm. And I'm thinking, I while all while your show was going, I was thinking in my mind, as you know, Zach, probably just whatever in life, probably visited him in an ugly way, and because of that foundation, because these are kids, these were babies, they were like four and five. <clears throat> Or something like that. They were babies, and um, to see all of that, you know, could have had some bearing on why this child committed suicide. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was just that—that that came to mind. That came to mind them for myself being in an abusive second marriage. Well, my first marriage was beautiful, but it, the, the abuse wasn't physical because I think I would have tore this man in half. The abuse, the abuse definitely wasn't physical, but the 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 element of cheating, that's abusive, you know. That within itself is abusive, and I admonish anybody to not listen to that church about staying in a marriage because Jesus gives you an out. He says that if he commits adultery, mm-hmm. if she commits adultery, the covenant is broken, and you do not have to stay. You are no longer obligated to them to go get them papers. And get rid of that clown, okay? And I, I mean that—that's what I have to say about that. Um, and I, I heard your mom and tears. I, it's just amazing. But thank God that she came away with her life. You know, even though your grandmother was harmed, she came away with her life. You know, that—that—that's the main thing. And your mother, out of it, became a very strong woman, and subsequently, so are you, Nakia. I'm sure. Without a doubt. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you, Lady of Love. Thank you for that. Uh, so I my piece tonight is 
kind of um, what the Spirit of God has grown me up to be. And the the name of this piece is Lois, the Demon Slayer. All right, the mic is yours whenever you're ready. Thank you, darling. You're welcome. The rich blessings of God pierce the atmosphere, destination bound for me. Of sure, the prince of the air ensured that my attention be diverted in order to attempt to abort my new life. Once a soldier, always a soldier. There is the love of God that dwells on the inner seating of my knower, and the indwelling of God has been a constant as I toil on this enemy's soil. I sat in the country swing of my thoughts as I pursued the outer perimeter, keeping a watchful on the core, a raven flew at dawn. I heard the distinct core that tried to disguise the second and third note with the tune of my cathedral familiar. In the instant, I tried the spirit, and it was of origin of demonic intent. Folly was presented for the catering of a wicked ball. My serve in the army has been from foundation lay in the wet house. I heard the voice of praise. The songs of joy cradled the tight water that wrought my comfort sure. My entry was foretold, and I appeared on time to the hour. You tried for my life more times than I care to remember. I watched you closely. Your, your, your continuance bore the mark of your father's blood. You beast of the wilderness of hell, your plan is uncovered. You are after me again. The seed of my being labored in foundational and structural secure. He knew his time was short. I'm so thankful for an attentive ear. Although the brightest of lights <laughs> attracted my attention intermittently, I received in spite of my youthful day and learned to banish you on sight. I rebuke you foul spirit. In the name of Jesus, you who do the bidding of the prince of of perdition, you foul, excrement-breathing, ignorant demon, you have no place in me. The only measure you have is to try to stop my mission. I saw your first trap. I ignored you, which made you bold. I saw the foul drip of your bowel-laden mind. I'm not the weak you encounter who fear you. You are a fake. And the sooner you are totally exposed, the better for all. You will leave the laborers of love and goodwill to their task as you drag your defeat with you back to hell. Understand this, you venomous pus harm. Return to the pits of hell. Each time your sewer brain attempts to mess with this child of the heavenly king, your excrement cart will be overturned. My weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of all strongholds. I am totally protected. Now, this is very important, Pastor. You cause no ripple here, fool. In peace. Wow. <sighs> Thank you so much. Thank you. And what is the name of that piece, Lady of Love? 
Lois the Demon Slayer. Lois the Demon Slayer. Wow, I love that title. Did you just write this, or you've been have this piece? No, I've I've had this piece, honey. I I tell you, I one day my story will come out. I mean, you know, Satan has really <laughs> tried for me. He has done all, all kinds of stuff. I can remember having my mom was pregnant with my brother, and I'm I'm a kid. I'm twelve years old, maybe eleven, twelve years old. Yeah, yeah, twelve. Yeah, and um. I had just taken my bath, and we went for a walk. You know, she was pregnant, and she wanted something from the corner store, whatever, you know. And I was playing with one of my friends, and the the great, the street greats, you know what I'm talking about, Nakia, the street greats that go down into the cellar. I slipped, my foot slipped, and I went down in there and landed on yeah. my butt, landed on my butt. Now, my dad yeah. is my daddy is a, um, was a deacon. He's the chairman of the deacon board in church. So now, of course, they call the police and blah, 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 and here they come, and then this idiot's got a crowbar trying to um, pry me out of this because I'm lodged in and try to pry me out of it. And it was hurting. And mm. as, as God would have it, my daddy drew, drove up right then, and he told him, don't touch her, leave her alone. My daddy got down on the ground in his brand-new, good Sunday-go-to-meeting suit, and he took his the, the power and the love of a father for his mm. child. He took his feet. Did we lose him? Uh-huh. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He took his feet, and he pushed the bars apart to get me out to keep these fools from breaking my leg. Mm. And there have been other attempts. Mm, mm, mm. Because I have a mission. I have a mission to complete, and I know it. Yes, you do. And And James said, Lady of Love is a wordsmith. Nice title. And so there there have been many, many, many attempts on my life to get me to turn around, you know. <coughs> yes, most definitely, Lady of Love. That's where, I wanna, huh? that's where that poem came from. Yes. Lois, the demon slayer. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that piece of you. A part of you. A lot of times when we write our words, you know we're sharing when it's from our experience or thought of feelings, we're sharing a part of us again and over again. So I want to thank you so much for sharing that piece of you and sharing that story. And you do have a purpose. We all do. And I want to thank you again for coming out to the show, for listening in to all the discussions and information that was provided as well as stories. Um, I hope you can stick around for our speed round. Um, I want to go to the to the next artist where they could share their piece, and um, hopefully you can stay on with us, Lady of Love. I'm going to stay on as long as, so long as they don't cut us off. I'm on. Um, no, no. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> we have a little time. 
Okay. Thank um, you for using talk shoes. Goodbye. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need some laughter. <laughs> no, we need some laughter. Who needs some laughter? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to let y'all talk. I'm going, I'm going to bed. Good night. God bless y'all. I'm about to just call it a night. We need yeah, whatever. And then, uh, Chris, Chris said, also, awesome title, awesome piece. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I wasn't sure if you heard when I said James said, Lady of Love is a wordsmith. Nice title. Um, and we also have our other chatterbugs out there that's just, I guess, just listening in. Uh, um, oh, goodness, I'm, like, getting lost of words. But, Lady of Love, we are going to come back to you for our speed round to end the show out, okay? Okay. I just, I just want to know now what kind of poetry for your speed round. Um, uh, we could, um, you know what, anything love, romance, supportive, a little maybe seduction, you know, to lighten up the mood, maybe something funny. Um, you don't want me to go in on that piece that we got cut off (laughs) the other night. Oh, we sure, oh my gosh, yeah, share that piece. You sure did. Oh, that that will bring you Definitely very high, sky high. We'll forget all of this because you know, and we and we have because we are overcomers, and that's the whole yes. point. That's the whole point. This is how come this poem came about to show this demon that you just can't do it. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. overcomer, no weapon formed against me will prosper. That's what the words say. I got that on my bathroom door. So when I get up in the mornings, I see that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that rises up in judgment against me, God said, honey, that will be condemned. So people (laughs) need to, they just need to know that that church, that church put me in such a horrifying situation and left me with this idiot, somebody that I no longer loved. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. Can you imagine? I no longer exactly. loved him. I didn't want to even look. I didn't want him in to touch me. I got a king-size bed. You stay way over there. Please do not touch me. If he touched me in the night, I would jump as if something had bitten me. Mm. <laughs> wow. All right, Lady of Love, we will be coming back to you for our speed round. I'm going to bring on the next caller, and I see that Southwest Ohio is ready to come in. So um, thank you so much, Lady. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem. Always welcome. Thank you, love. (laughs) Wow. Um, She is something else, isn't she? Hello, Lady Mm. of Love. (laughs) All right, we're going to go to Southwest Ohio. Hello, Romeo. How are you? Peace and blessings. Um, still under the weather, but um, I wanted to um, call in and support. And we thank you so much for calling in and supporting. Um, I know you said you was not feeling too good, and I'm, you know, I'm so happy that uh, even when you were dropped off, that you called right back in. And I know right now. You're dealing with the migraine, and I know how that is. Um, you need to be in the dark with no noise or anything and just relax because mm-hmm. migraines are something else. It was, but um, somebody asked me, can I do a poem on 
on the show. So. Well, because you I'm, was waiting for a while, and then I see you dropped the I wall. was for a while. But <laughs> and um, then when you told me you so I wanted to, um, <laughs> to share a piece on that topic. You know what? He is always trying to make it seem like I'm so selfish, guys. I am not selfish. When he told me that he had a migraine, I said, you know what? That is fine. Um, you know, you need to be in the dark. And that's when I seen it light up saying, bring me in. I'm like, okay. See, I am not selfish all the time, Romeo. I had to put that out there. Anyway, Romeo. But okay. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Um, So, Romeo, what do you have for us this evening? All right, the piece I'm going to do, it combines domestic violence and um, cancer. Uh, the piece is titled, Why You Leave Me. All right, Why You Leave Me. All right, whenever you're ready, you know that mic is yours. I ask that you lend me your ear. My dad never left me because daddy was never there. I was raised in love by my mom, so I never wondered if he cared. I was a little boy watching news on a TV box. That's how I found out that my dad was shot. Before that, I never talked to Ash about you, so I thought she was lying. And she said it so calmly with no trace of crime. My first question was, did I ever meet you? She said, yes, when I was two, you shook me like a chain. My second question was, what was your name? Why? You leave me. Why leave me? Why you leave me? You been there from the beginning, so I got nothing but love for you. And it hurt me seeing you get abused and there was nothing I could do. I was your first and only son, so we had that close bond. But when we moved out the state, I don't know what went wrong. We finally got away from the beatings, but now it's me you was mistreating. And then I couldn't understand. Because I was your little man. The worst thing you ever said is the worst thing you ever done. Something I will never forget. Because I couldn't bring myself to tell you that your best friend touched me. I must have liked it. Why? You leave me. Why? You leave me. Why? You leave me. I gave you my love. And I gave you my seed. I thought that was proof with you I wanted to be. I was willing to give you the world by you just being my girl. That's why you spent quality time and I treated you on my dime. What we went wrong was I didn't think your love was strong and I was at fault for keeping most of my heart in the vault. Now we're galaxies apart so much that our loves can't bridge or connect, but you're forever my heart and I wish you the best. Why? You leave me. Why you leave me? Why you leave me? I miss your crispy gold fried chicken and gravy covered mm-hmm. rabbit. But I miss you the most. I wish you could have kicked that habit. Used to cook Papa's pork crackling, and I would beg for a taste. Mm-hmm. I made you mad when I took the razor and cut up the toothpaste. But that little stunt, I couldn't join my cousins on the King's Island trip. 
thinking about how much fun I missed mm-hmm. out on that made me sick. I can't get for I can't forget Christmas days with all the different nuts in the bowl. Are you on a porch with your cigarette, cutting the nails on your toes? We sit around and laugh at commercials in the middle of the day. And you would always seem to play your numbers. And what was always my birthday. I saw how the cancer took off your body because you didn't look the same. And the minute you were gone, I cried a thunderstorm rain. Why? Believe me. Why? Believe me. Why? Believe me. That's my thought. Wow. I guess you guys over there speechless. Where are you, Fran and Ken? Oh, I'm listening. I enjoyed that piece. It um it it truly told a story. The narrative, I felt the emotion behind every word and within each line and just the story itself, I could tell it was very true. It was a true account. It was um, told from the heart and the soul of the actual witness. Um, as for I witness account uh, firsthand. And um, I just, my question is, um, did you ever have the opportunity to address um, the persons in in the story uh, prior to writing the piece, or did the piece come after you had a face to face discussion with each one that you address in that piece? Well, I wasn't able to address everyone in the piece, and or even before I wrote the piece. Mm-hmm. I guess the only person that I might have spoke to directly after the piece was written, uh, would be my mother. Was that hard for you? Did you find it hard or was it easy? Nah, um, it was, it was, it was difficult in the sense of, I, I was at a point where I just had to be totally honest. And it was in a letter. So, I realize with a letter, you can really speak everything you want to speak without that person directly interrupting you or emotions really getting in the way because you don't, you don't have, you have that barrier. It's just, it's just you saying what you have to say. So when I gave her the letter, um, she did tell me later on that she wasn't, she hasn't been able to read the whole, whole letter. Um, but since that, We've we've definitely had a better relationship. Okay, excellent. Well, best of success on your journey as a literary artist and scribe. I know there's greater literary works yet to be written by you, and mm-hmm. your pen never ceases to amaze me. Every time I hear a piece from this talented brother, I always want more. <laughs> He's and awesome. I know. <laughs> Yes, that is so true. I definitely agree with that, Francine. 
Ken, are you still with us? I guess he's over there. Okay, he's over there. <laughs> um, I want to thank you again, Romeo, for for coming out and um, sticking with us. And, um, you know, thank you as well for the compliment that it is a good show. Thank you for that. And thank you for continuing to be a support and a, and, um, a friend as well. And, again, you know, I love your pen. You know that. I love that, and I love that piece. Thank you for sharing it. My pleasure. Everybody be blessed. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Well, um, are you getting off the phone at this time, Mr. Romeo Donati? If I'm, I'm not going to spit again. Um, I'll probably be in the dark listening to the show as long as possible. Okay. But, All right. If if I do happen to disconnect, though, again, everybody, peace and blessing. Peace Thank and blessing you. you peace and blessing. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks for sharing that love and, and that poem. Thank you. Yes, Miss Fran. Y'all be blessed. Thank you. You're you too. Wow. I love that. And, you know, like you said, he never ceased to amaze me. Yes, that's like, him, wow. right? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. And Jane said, um, "Brother Romeo is extremely talented." And yes, I totally agree. Um, Crystal, very powerful, deep. Um, yes, totally agree with that. So we're going to go to James Ellaby, um, and as well as we have a caller, and I believe I know who this is. Um, he's going to be sharing his information and projects that he have going on for domestic violence. Um, so it's great to have him here. He wasn't able to call in earlier, um, but he's with us now, so that's great. So here we go. Hey, James. Peace, everyone. Peace and blessings. Peace, peace. Um, glad to be a part of the show and uh, and be a part of this uh, very uh, – personal topic I think is uh, very important um, Mm -hmm. because uh, there's so many people out there and people that we know that suffer from this, uh, from some kind of abuse. And uh, we got to let them know that they're not alone and that there's, you know, help for you. And, you know, nothing uh, in life you know, a wonderful, most beneficent, benevolent, excuse me, God can't overcome. There's nothing. And um, just want to to instill that if there's anybody listening that might know somebody or or themselves is going through um, domestic violence or domestic abuse, you know, know that you're not alone. So... I just wanted to share those words, you know. Whew. But uh, mm-hmm. I have a piece that I wanted to share. Um, it was one of the hardest pieces that I've ever had to write um, because it's dealing with two people that I, you know, am close to. And um, 
and it's their story. So these are, you know, true stories, two, two true stories. Um, the piece is entitled The Evil That Men Do. Mm, the Evil That Men Do. All right. And this is two stories in one? Two stories in one. Mm-hmm. All right, Jane, you have the mic. She was 16 years old when her innocence was spoiled, soiled by a so-called boyfriend who pretended he was a friend. He locked her in a room to seal her inevitable doom, so much so that not even a man in a red cape could save her. He made her do things against her will. Though she's still alive, her spirit was killed. Now she's a victim of his lust. There's no man she can trust, so she lives her life too promiscuous. She tries to control now what she couldn't control then, but she shouldn't be, have to be to blame for another person's sin. I send a prayer to heaven to see her through. I hope she realizes that it's not her fault, but the evil that men do. His name was synonymous with God, but in reality, his actions defined the devil. And on several occasions, he made her taste hell. A prisoner of fear and her bedroom apartment was her jail cell. Thus, her sentence was to serve a four-year sentence of relentless beatings, four years of lying and cheating, God knows her life was rough, but then one day God gave her the strength of J-Lo to say she had enough. The place where she rested her head is no longer her deathbed. No more treating her life like fight night with a purse two times less than her worth. Because in her life, he has no more time invested The only time that he had was the time before he got arrested. And now there's no more hell to come home to. She is no longer a victim to the evil that men do. End peace. Wow. Wow. Mm. You have anything to say to that, Ken? Mm-mm. I have nothing to say on that. That was, a, that was an excellent piece that I, I heard. Wow. Yeah, it was one of the hardest pieces I ever had to do because, like I said, I was so close to the people. It looked, it literally took me years to write that. Mm. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. um because I had to, you know, live back in my mind, you know, each experience and what they went through and, and, you know, and try to put it into words. But, uh, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, uh, God used me to deliver those words because it's some, like I said, there's so many people that are dealing with it and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're looking for answers and, uh, we have sometimes we have to be the answer for them to let them know right. that you know like i said they're not alone that uh That's true. they can find help and they can find peace 
Yes. That's what I really appreciate about you, James, with that poem. You not only shed light on the problem, but you also highlight the solution and how there is light at the end of the tunnel and triumph over tragedy is a reality and that hell doesn't have to be your life story. You can right. escape from hell. And I love mm-hmm. the the narrative, the vivid description. It was epic how you tell this story and yet poetic. It was truthful but it was poetic. And I appreciate that as an artist to an artist. Um stay true to your craft and your style. Don't let anybody tell you you should tell the story in a different way. You're gifted to tell it just the way you tell it. And your delivery is your delivery. Stay true to your pen. Oh, well. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. James, will you be sticking around for the um, uh, speed round? I'll try to hang in there because i got to start preparing for the overnight um, shift, but um, oh, yeah. hopefully hopefully I'll get a chance, you know, to definitely uh, give another piece. Okay, that'll be great if you can. If you cannot, I do understand, Romeo, I know you're still there. Um, <laughs> and I want to thank you again for your positive words, you know, in the chat room about um, my mom and my family. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Um, oh, thank We thank God. Yes, thank God. Thank you. So hopefully you can stay on with us, James. Um, If not, I understand. And thanks again. And you'll probably be getting some requests. Um, It does say Jill Scott, but I guess you heard the thing. That's not her real name. (laughs) She has to keep this license today. But she said that she was dope and she really enjoyed your piece. And I provided her name to you as well um, in the message room. So you probably be getting a firm request from her, okay? Oh yeah, yeah, I just yeah, I just accepted her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, thank James. you, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. All right. So I I did um, also message Lydia. She posted me calling back in. Hopefully, she gets a chance to call back in to share her piece. All right, we're going to go to Southeast Pennsylvania. Hello. Welcome. Southeast Pennsylvania, you're on. Oh, wait, and then mute it back on me. Okay, talk to you. Stop. Okay, mm-hmm. hello. Southeast Pennsylvania, are you there? Pennsylvania, you're in the house. Are you in the house? You know what? It's taught you. Every time I unmute it, it unmutes Yeah, like, I know who that is. I think that's Kane. Kane Spade. Oh, okay, oh, that might be. Oh, Yes, let's see. Let's, DSR. Let's try this again. Let's try it again. Hello? Southeast Pennsylvania, are you there? Uh, it keeps muting. Oh, my gosh. You see that, right, awesome friend? Trip. Yeah, unless tripping. maybe, I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I keep unmuting at Southeast Pennsylvania to keep muting. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, hello, Southeast Pennsylvania. It's still, oh, my gosh. Okay, I don't know what is going on with Talk Shoe. 
every time I unmute you, it keeps going back to being muted on its own. Um, I'm going to try it one more time. If we have the same problem, if you can, please hang up and dial back in. Yeah. Hello, Southeast Pennsylvania. All right. I unmuted that. Yeah. Please do me a favor, Southeast Pennsylvania. Please hang up and dial right back in, please, because for some reason I keep unmuting you, and it's automatically muting you back. So just hang up and call right back and hit star 8 from your phone. I will bring you on. Oh, yeah, that probably is um, Kane Spade. I know I've seen him posting, or it could be... uh, um, also, it could be Terrell, Francine. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. It's, or Kevin, still... yeah, Terrell Kevin Johnson, possibly. The artist, yes. Let's see. Hello, can you hear me? Are they still there? I don't know. All right, Southeast Pennsylvania, if that's Kane Spade or Terrell... Um, please hang up your phone and dial back in because for some reason it is not allowing me to unmute you and bring you on. Every time I click unmute, it automatically mutes you back on its own. So please, because I still see you in the queue, if you could hang up and call back, we will um, bring you back in. All right. All right. (laughs) Want me to hang up and call back too? Very funny. All right, um, Chatterbuzz, I still see you out there. Keith, you didn't say nothing. Guest 26, guest 27. Um, looks like we lost, um, Cotton may have gotten off. We still have Crystal out there and James. Uh, right. Thank you, guys. Uh, we still have our callers. And Ooh. we're going to go to, <laughs> he said who? We're going to go back to um, Jill Scott. And hopefully Southeast, they did not hang up yet. Hang up and call back. Uh, We're going to go to Jill Scott. uh, But before we do, my mom was all over the place earlier. Um, This is a poem that I want to read that my sister shared on my page. And I found it earlier, and then that's when we went to another caller. I was just, like, all over the place. Uh, Let's see, let's see. Is Southeast Pennsylvania still on there, friend? Yes, still on. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't hang up. <laughs> no, I guess they. Hey, they trying to figure out what's going on too. They want to. They want to come on as soon as <laughs> they are muted. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm like, they still there? All right. <laughs> um, this is a piece uh, written by a uh, Michelle Smith. Um, back on October 1st, 2013. Okay. We had our first argument last night, and he said loads of of cruel things that really hurt me. I know he's sorry and didn't mean the things he said because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. It wasn't our anniversary or any other special day. Last night, he threw me into a wall and started to choke me. It seemed like a nightmare. I couldn't believe it was real. I woke up this morning sore and bruised all over. I know he must be sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. 
It wasn't Mother's Day or any other special day. Last night, he beat me up again. It was much worse than all the other times. If I leave him, what would I do? How will I take care of my kids? What about money? I'm afraid of him but scared to leave. But I know he must be sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. Today was a special day. It was the day of, oh, Lord. Mm. It was the day of my funeral. Last night, he finally killed me. He beat me to death. If only I had gathered enough courage to leave him, I wouldn't have gotten flowers today. Mm. Whew. Domestic violence is wow. never okay. Wow. Oh, my God. Lady Nakia. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. That poem, that that one needs, that one definitely needs to be widely endorsed and largely promoted on every medium, radio, TV. It just needs to get heard because the message, it really makes an impact. Kudos to the writer. Uh, job well done. And for getting that message heard and well understood, that was truly that was truly a tribute to why domestic abuse uh violence awareness month is so important because yeah. it's about saving lives. At the end of the day it's all about saving lives. Thanks for reading that piece. Thanks for did you write that piece? No. Um this was actually a piece um that my sister shared on my page today. Oh, um, okay. Wow. Yeah. It was written by a girl named Michelle Smith, um, back on October first of twenty thirteen. And mm. I um shared it in the event page and I wanted to read read that piece. Oh, oh that Lord. epic, epic. Thanks for sharing it. It really drives that message home the seriousness of this okay yeah that was i know that piece i mm. and you know i didn't get a chance to read it earlier and that's when i got to that part i said lord have mercy that's why i was like oh lord um that piece oh goodness that was an amazing piece and mm-hmm. you know what taught you was really tripping um yeah they're, they're tripping um, Kane said that was him, and he was switching phones, and he said that, it yes, it keeps hanging up on him, and it says that the show ended, and then when I look at the chat room, it actually says call has ended. <laughs> they actually ended. Oh, now it's freaking... showing, yeah, call has ended. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. That is crazy. Um, we are not I guess the topic, the maybe it, it just, wow, that's deep. Yeah, because, you know, I, this is crazy. Yeah, it looked like they hung up on the um, chatterbug, too. Um, all right. We are not. If you want to call back, um, you know how you can read. That's up to yeah, you, I'm about, though. Yeah, I'm about to, because um, we're not finished with and this. And then we'll I'm about just to sign call back. And, mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So could you, um, you or Ken, let everyone know that 
I'm gonna go in here right now. Let them know I'm creating another show and call sure. that in. Okay. Ken. Hello, Ken. Are you still there? Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are still tuned in to Nakia's Open Book Radio Talk Show, thank you for staying tuned in. Yes, we are not through yet. Uh, Lady Nakia is about to schedule a new time for the show so that we have extended time for tonight's show because we have not yet finished uh, discussing the subject matter, which is domestic violence awareness, nor have we finished hearing all of the poets who have poetry that are ready to share tonight. We want to give a big shout-out to the DSR host, none other than Kane Spade. We know that he is in the caller queue, and we thank him for joining tonight. We want to thank West Oklahoma, Southwest Ohio, Lady of Love. I always refer to her as Queen Poetress because truly her dignity exudes through her ink, and it is of royal stature. So we want to honor her tonight. She is still in the call queue. We want to thank everybody. Um, C.P. Anthony, we have Poet Anthony in the house in the chat room. Uh, James the Poet is still on the call as well as in the chat room. We want to thank everyone who is still hanging out with us on Nikia's Open Book Radio Talk Show tonight because domestic violence awareness is worthy to be mentioned, and we need to discuss it more. We know that if it's discussed more, we're raising and heightening the awareness within the community, and that means an increased social consciousness of how, for those that are in domestic violence abuse situations, how to get out, how to get out. There is a escape route, which is a safe one for you and your children, There are supports in place in the community, places where you can go to in in the case of an emergency um, within 24 hours. If you need emergency shelter, yes, there is help. So we cannot stress it enough to anyone out there. If you're in need of domestic violence, emergency aid, The National Domestic Violence Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. I repeat, 1-800-799-7233. And just note the following. When you do call, you are able to remain anonymous, and you can acquire confidential help 24 So please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233. And now we're going to pass the mic to the hands of Poet Ken, the co-host of this great show, Nakia's Open Book. Oh, Lord, she said pass the mic to me. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be able to close this show out. <laughs> I'm gonna pass the mic and say, "Oh yeah, okay." I'm gonna say, "Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we done for the night. Uh, talk you tripping." 
And they don't want us to talk no more, so we just going to end this show out right now. Uh, thank y'all for us in the tall, tall chatterback. Oh, my gosh. All right. Um, I created another show. The chat room is up. So we are over there now, and I'm posting it in the event page because we are going to finish this show out. So, everyone, please call back into that same number if you're still there and still hear me. Call into that same number, show ID, and then press the number one from your phone to come into the call or, you know, coming back into the chat room. All right, guys, I'm about to um, hang up and call back in since we're on a new show. And well, right. I'll be I'll be waiting for you guys to call back in, too. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys at the other show. (laughs) Uh, Good night. I'll see y'all on the side.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.